Street Fighters. Welcome to the show. We're taking your calls tonight. It's Street Fight Sunday Night Call-In Program. 614-655-3887 is that number to dial. We'll be here a while until midnight Eastern Standard Time. We do it every single Sunday night uh, here on live stream if you want to watch why we do it uh facebook twitch twitter and youtube or as a podcast how most people listen to street fight on a regular basis and when you're working your job working out your body uh fucking wasting time you know uh sitting in the dark pretending like you're you're around other people you know i know that feeling these days um if you want to support what we do, head to patreon.com slash streetfightradio. There's no ads on the show. There's no bullshit marketing. There's none of that. It's a podcast for the people, paid for by the people, and we got the receipts. And uh, we want to spread this mess across the U.S., and it's only because all y'all that show up and support what we do. And we'll be getting back to shows coming up. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, I already talked to to venue a couple venues uh talk to a few performer friends uh i think this is going to be a, a really fucking fun comeback um don't call it a comeback yeah we've been here for years <laughs> you know i'm excited too i just kind of having those those feelings you get like when you think about not being on stage for a long period of time and you're just like i'm gonna go on stage soon yeah people uh uh i'm feeling good about that actually stage i mean we are filming tv starting next week which is i don't have another day off until june 16th at this point starting from right before this show yeah but yeah i'll be okay everybody i've been told my favorite snacks will be here and my gatorades so and you know i'm the talent i don't really have to do anything except for act yeah and if we're ever here you can always walk on the treadmill to get some steps in yeah um uh yeah the, i also um i have to say that every day has been harder than the last and uh all of the technology in my life is fucking broke breaking all at once um it's taken everything inside of me not to give up and just faint on my beautiful lush day bed that i dream of having someday but uh, until i have that until i can do that uh, i gotta wake up at fucking cr- buck crack at dawn tomorrow go get a new computer i have to send back a fucking printer that i bought that was just came broke as fuck well, how many your and computer? It's, it broke. Blue screen of death. Man, f- don't buy another one from those motherfuckers. Go in there, waving it around, and say, I will fucking never buy anything from you again, and then see if you can get a cut on like the new computer. Sure. sure. Really get mad. I just went and took it back. Very frustrated. Just tried to look like I was mad. Why do you got to get up to do it? I... I might have to go to the fucking DMV too. My fucking tags expired. Oh yeah. And then, and then the hardest coming up will be the hardest work we've ever done. This is like coming up on, uh, the most (laughs) mentally testing and physically trying times of, uh, of, of my career. True. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll be all right. Hey, we get through it and we're fucking ready to roll. You know, we get done with this. We don't have to do it no more. We get to uh, uh, go on tour. Um, We get to go back to doing nothing all the time. (laughs) I mean, just think about what our workload is going to feel like when this is over. When this ends. Yeah. Our workload's going to be 
like like it hasn't been for two years. Yeah. So it's gonna kick ass. That's true. I think. That's Let's true. Just get it done. Yeah. Let's get it started. Ha. So. Yeah, I also to the chat, uh wearing the McLaren hat today. Lando Norris got P three at Monaco. He's my boy. He did. He did. Landon Norris got P three. Lando. Landon Norris. There's uh it was really good towards the end of the race. He had about twenty laps to go and they were like telling him like all this stuff and he was like, All right, all right, guys, um I just need to keep quiet quiet for the rest of the race here so I can concentrate. <laughs> It was the best. He's very polite. <laughs> He's a huge nerd, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a good race. Um, lots of drama. Not a lot of passing. That's not Monaco. Uh, the sights were beautiful. Uh, fucking good race to me. I love the the, the, the the Botas and Leclerc situation. I mean, I had me out of my seat. Yeah. Yep. Tire management, pit management, all that came into play. Good race. No complaints for me. So, as you can see, for me, I'm wearing a Fear of God hat. That I have been wearing every week, and that's just because I bought it off StockX, and now I wear it every day. All right, I do feel <laughs> I feel like a little boy to put on my favorite driver's hat and watch racing. It does yeah. make me feel like I'm ten. Yeah, like I, I, I sit on the edge of the couch and let my feet dangle. You know. Yeah, I mean, I I think I felt that way when I was wearing a lot of wrestling shirts. Like, yes. it was like, oh, you know, Chris Hero, I love that guy. He's my favorite guy. He's my favorite. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. I have had, today has been, without a doubt, the hottest day so far. And it sucked. But I still walked 13 miles. And it was not even the least bit fun or therapeutic for me. Okay, yeah, that's a cursed amount of miles anyways. <laughs> on my way home, I was going to cry almost. Well, first of all, I had to go to the bathroom uh, about three miles away from home. No. Oh, okay, from home. So I had to handle three miles of the duck walk, as <laughs> they say. Yes, if I would have had to pee, I would have done it. I would, if you know what, if I had to pee... I couldn't find a place to pee. I just whip it out and pee. I don't care. I'm not caring about people seeing my penis anymore. That's a big fat lie, actually. Yeah. But I'm going to say it right now to advance what I'm saying. Um, but this was not a pee. And, uh, you know, over the winter and in the early, early spring, like March and stuff, I had started to make peace. With using porta potties for both operations. Uh-huh. I'd done it a few times and I was just like, I can do this. Yeah. Not gonna do that during the summer. I just did not not when it's 85 degrees outside. I can't even imagine sitting down in a porta potty when it's 85 degrees outside. I don't even think it's always so crazy to me when I go into one of those things because I don't think they're made for taking craps, really. I don't, I just don't think you should do that. It's impolite, but in the, in the summertime, not in the winter. It's fine in the winter, is how I feel. You can do anything you want in there in the winter. You can, you know, all the things. Okay. All four of the things you can do in a bathroom. Uh huh. But not when it's hot and stinky. Yeah, dude. You remember Comfest? Which, you know, hopefully we'll get back to ComFest next year. Because uh, they canceled it very early on. Um, 
But ComFest, you would go to the bathroom at ComFest, and everybody was out in the late June, early July air, drinking and eating, like, the worst food that you could ever possibly eat. And it was just a disaster at that place. And, uh, you know. Well, yeah. It's also what happened at Woodstock 99. My daughter's... Gwen's doing a report on Woodstock 99 for school. Awesome. It was part of a list of... This is what's crazy. This will make you... This will make you feel old. I promise. Jason and Brett, at the very least. This will make you guys feel old. Uh, it was part of a list of different things you could do the report on. With shit like... Like... I don't know, like different historical things. Like you, you know, you could do World War Two. You could do Whoa. like like uh, a Watergate. You could do uh, uh, you know Reaganomics or Woodstock '99. And Gwen, being very smart, went to her teacher and said, "Actually, my dad was at Woodstock '99," and he was like, "Well, then you have to do the report on it." So I got to talking to she wanted to interview me about it. we're talking about it it's like i've been looking at all these pictures uh that looks crazy there you know it, it was it was muddy as shit and i was like it didn't rain the whole time while i was there and she was like then how did it get muddy and i was like they didn't have enough porta potties so like that i mean it didn't rain for weeks before and weeks after it never rained there. oh no so when you see people covered in mud that came because they tipped over porta potties. And she's just like, this is the meat of my report. <laughs> <laughs> These idiots were dancing around in dirt. People think the 90s were great. <laughs> they were at Woodstock 99. That was shit they were flopping around in. But it was amazing to like, first of all, uh, I'll say this. Uh, I showed her break stuff. From uh -huh. Woodstock 99, which is just an amazing it's performance. Good. It's good. And the first thing she says when she sees Fred Durst is like, I can't believe guys like that used to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> ouch, <laughs> ouch. I know, it made me feel old because I was like, I was trying to look like him. Like that was my goal was to look like that guy. He was cool. So, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to see her report. Uh... She did get herself out. She was supposed, they were supposed to present in front of the class. And the teacher said, you're going to be presenting in front of the class. You know, you have to dress business casual to do this. So Gwen went to the principal's office and said, I don't think you should have to dress business casual. I don't think you should have to buy new clothes just to do one report. And they fucking exempted her. From doing the uh, yeah, from, from doing the presentation, whole rest of the class has to do it. Gwen doesn't the pre the whole presentation. Yeah, she she just has to write the report. They they would they wouldn't even allow her to just wear her regular clothes up there. They wouldn't. No, they were like, you don't have to do it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, what is okay? Hey, I'm I'm proud of her. Yeah, you know she's using she's using the new climate to her advantage as a zoomer, and that's smart. You know, you never know how long this climate's going to last. And things are going to be different in college for her.
So I'm proud of her. I'm proud of her to go to the, the guidance counselor, sit down with them, then go to the principal, and then uh, get exempt from doing a whole part of an, ex an assignment. <laughs> because she didn't want to buy slacks. She just said, I don't think it's fair that we have to buy slacks. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what I said. That's a tough assignment. <laughs> uh, we also have today in the guest or in the studio, uh, first guest uh, since the world fell apart. Uh, username Joshua from Twitter and Instagram just goes by Josh here. Hello, everyone. I went to your old house because I'm an idiot, so I'm a little bit late. But thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, this is also my old house, too. So that's true. <laughs> I almost asked you yesterday, hey, give me your new address. And then I thought, well, it's not really new or his anymore. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, just where you need to be. Sure. Thanks for being here. Uh, I hope uh, you, and thank you for quietly listening to us talk about bathroom stuff for 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's fine. That's Woodstock 99 doesn't seem, you were saying, you know, World War II. Well, Lincoln no, was, assassination, <laughs> and then Woodstock 99. It was in a long list of shit. And Woodstock 99 was just in the same list as a bunch of historical things. And you're just like, I'm like, but I was there. So it's not that historical. But then when you look at, when you look at pictures, when you look at who was on stage, the people on stage there, it looks like a historical document. Oh, I, I, it, it is historical. Yeah. It was it, forever ago. Yeah. And it absolutely fucking lutely looks like how Woodstock looked to me when I was a kid. Two kids now. There's just, it just didn't, it looks like old. Yes. People are wearing like, time. People are wearing, you know, the baggy dickies and the DC shirts and. Just all this stuff. And it's just like everything just, it's all different now. You can't get away with those. Although I did almost buy a DC hat the other day. Really? Yeah. There's still okay. a thing? Yeah, we got to talking about it on the POD cast with Tony Boswell from Minion Death Cult. And we were just talking about different brands that we used to wear back in the day. And I was just like, I just, I feel like I need a, a DC hat or an Etnies hat or something. Because... I feel like that's on its way. That's got to be on its way back. I was wearing that in like 2005. Yeah, I joined a really amazing group on Facebook called Skaters Over 40. And <laughs> it's all super wholesome. And there's like, there's like they share videos like 60-year-old guy in Japan was like, he started during COVID a year ago and he was like hitting this pool and shit. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, um, oh, fuck. Go ahead. I forgot what I was going to say. I wasn't going to say anything. You want to take some calls? Oh, I want. I do remember what I was going to say now. Now say it. Uh, well, if also I did a guest appearance. I did a double header the other night, so I took over hosting duties uh, for Tony after he left Minion Death Cult. So, if you're a part of the bonus feed for Minion Death Cult, you can hear me and Alexander talk to left flank vets with help from Tony as well. Uh, it was just a lot of fun, and there's it was a good good podcast. The other one I did after that was Why You Mad podcast uh, with Luisa Diaz and uh, Jake Flores and uh, talking about solo lifestyle. And uh, a lot of people liked it. Tanya, 
from Trollbillies gave it a shout out, said it was real good, and a lot of people liked it. I don't know if I said anything smart. Uh, Jake knows a lot more stuff from books than I do, you know? They do read a lot of books they over on Poddam America, for sure. So, uh, but it was fun. I had a lot of good time. I had a really good time. That's great. That's great. I did uh, all my stuff last week. I'm like one, two epic. Me and Brett are doing something for the time off. And then I got one more thing to do, which is a shocktober. And then uh, I'm calling it three weeks for podcasting. No more podcasting for three weeks. So that ought to be nice. Yeah, I, I forgot about that part. Yep, we don't have to podcast for three weeks. Y'all are going to miss us, I know, but there will be content. So, that see, that's the thing about why I'm not freaking about being busy. Yeah. Because we don't have to do any podcast the whole time. So, yeah. there we go. All right. You want to take some calls? Yeah, let's get some calls in here. Let's get these motherfuckers on the phone. The phone. Get a hoagie and get them on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? This my my name is Mike. How's it going? Great. How are you, Mike? Hello, Mike. Doing doing great. Um, glad to uh, talk to you guys. Uh, been listening for a little while, but kind of uh, still a new new listener. Hell yeah! Well, what what's going on tonight? Um, I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about some uh, work workplace theft stories, if that's okay. Yes. That is, I love those stories. Awesome. Awesome. So I, uh, I worked for Frito-Lay for like uh, maybe five years as a merchandiser and then moved to a sales rep, but whatever, that's a different story. But uh, essentially, the, we had these allowances of how much we could credit out of stores each week without like getting the managers involved, um, if that makes sense. Yes. But uh, I, I used to take basically however rate right under that limit each week and then take all that product, those chips. Usually it was like those multi-chip bags, and I'd sell them on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. Awesome. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I love that shit. I mean, you see so much of this stuff on face. When I was still on Facebook Marketplace, it's like, this is a place for boosted food and toilet. Like, you could do all your grocery shopping there for cheap. Really? Yeah. But Did yeah you uh, it was a lot of, like, moms that was buying the chips, which was pretty, uh, pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I think they do it. I here's the thing. I don't think that the peep, the moms buying the chips from you knew they were stolen though. That's what I think is very funny no. to me. It's like a lot of times these people have no idea if they like have no idea that there's no way you would ever get that price on chips <laughs> if it wasn't stolen. Like somebody didn't just have a bunch of chips in their cabinet. And decided I'm gonna sell these at a loss to myself. I gave up chips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Plan chat. We're I talking had, about uh, plan chat. They were talking about so many. Um, people are going to the desert and stealing succulents and and selling those. And that pe and there's like people are ripping apart all kinds of rare uh plant rare places. You know, going out into like parks and shit and just selling it on Etsy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and people don't realize that either. I mean, you don't you don't know that somebody took that out of the ground in fucking California. Yeah, I should steal some succulents. Don't do it. It's bad for the environment. It's oh, bad sorry. for it ruins the ecosystem. I won't do it then. <laughs> I I got to the point where uh, my coworker caught on to me. He said that uh, he he saw me on uh, Facebook because I didn't use a fake profile. So he uh, he tried blackmailing me and then making up a story. Wait, he tried to blackmail you? Um, yeah, my my direct uh, coworker tried to blackmail me. Ooh, like no. what? What did That's they awesome. do? They tried to blackmail you because he didn't try to get. They, um, you, sorry, or was he, he trying to get money? He tried to make up some story. Can we? Yeah, he he was trying to get money. I think he, he said like uh, four grand he wanted from me. Otherwise, he was going to tell our boss. You're, you're not you're not committing wire fraud. You're not a jewelry thief. You're stealing how, potato chips. How many chips? What's the, how big was your racket? How long? How how what was the, how much money was in this system? Man, um, I probably I had my garage full at the time uh, with like between like those multi bags and like queso salsa. Uh, beef jerky sticks and all that fun stuff but probably over the four years it was probably like uh, five grand after i split it with someone else too yeah you can't yeah this is there i, I mean happy, i to get cut in or something were you at a gas station or a grocery store i'm sorry i might have missed that uh gro it was a grocery store so um, you worked at a grocery so store over uh so you work at a grocery store and you're selling potato chips and this guy thinks you got four thousand like this guy thinks you have like a like a fucking empire, really. And it's like I'm only I'm not even bare I'm not even stealing all the chips I could. I'm just stealing under the amount yeah. that I could that the company writes off. I'm I give you a hundred bucks, I guess. But <laughs> yeah. I also, why don't you just go to the bar? I, like I would be like, I think if somebody tried to blackmail me for something that small potatoes, I'd just be like, go to the boss, and then I would just go in and lie and say I didn't do it. I'm, I'm I don't know what the fuck this guy's talking about. Yeah, that's what I would have told the guy too. I'd be like, go tell him. I'll just tell him. I'll just lie. And now, <laughs> like, that's how you defeat. That blackmailer in specific, it's just like, go tell the boss. And when you tell him, just know that when I get in there, I'm going to lie and I'm going to make something up about you. Uh, yeah, say this is a backlash. This is a backlash because I was going to blackmail him first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was blackmailing him so already. Did he Did he uh, offer any evidence? Did he say like I screenshotted it or anything like that? He had proof. Yeah, he had like a screenshot on okay. Facebook because I uh, it said saying that they were like fresh and you know because no one wants to buy stale shit. But uh, ultimately, that's what in the end I told them, uh, told my bosses about it because and you know I didn't want to get in trouble by him, but I took him down with me. So that's, at least there's something. <laughs> so what happens? I'm imagining someone flushing potato chips down the toilet like it's coke, like the feds are pounding on the door, opening fucking, them, trying to get them down. They, they go to open your garage, like you light your garage on fire before they can open it and shit. Yeah. I mean, and also chips are fresh no matter what. I mean, it's very hard for chips to go stale in the sealed bag. I would buy chips off somebody if they were right. cheap no matter fucking what, dude. Yeah, cheap I, chips is... Yeah. I mean, if if if... If I saw chips from 1985 
and they were still sealed in the bag, I'd buy those chips and eat those chips. Okay. I just don't think it's that big of a... Like, freshness, to me, for stuff like that, like Twinkies and shit on the shelf, it's all shelf-stable, it's all fine. Yeah. Have you seen the All Black Ranch? (laughs) There's a picture of a bottle of ranch that's sealed from, like, 1999, and it's all black. Oh, no. (laughs) That's a a popular corner of YouTube where people... You know, hey, I I found this... (laughs) These chips they don't make anymore from 1987. All right, yeah. let's see what yeah. this is like. The cereal and I shit. Was, I was seeing people the other day, or I did hear somebody the other day say that, like, well, this was Howard Stern, and this was probably bullshit, but he said that people are letting meat sit out to get high off of when they eat it. <laughs> no. And it's like year-old meat, which, again, I, I, you know, he probably read something on, like, you know, he's talking about rich people. You know, rich people eating dry aged beef and calling it orgasmic or something. Did he like mishear somebody? No, he really. It was a story out of Brazil. Oh my god, that ranch is black. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! So wait, I want to hear. So what? So you went to the boss and let. Please now do a rendition of your speech. Yeah. Okay. So um. On the side, before I tell this, I had like a, a text message of him blackmailing me. So okay. I I went in I went in there and I basically told them, hey, you know, I got something to talk about. It was a you know union job, so I had my union rep there, which I was uh, pretty close with, and he kind of told me what to say. But uh, essentially, I t- I didn't admit to anything. I, and they had the pictures and they're like, okay, well, I'm still not admitting to it, but they, uh, I told them about the blackmail. I said that he was, uh, threatening me and basically I, uh, tried to just, you know, sign a paper and leave. And they said that they, they agreed to not press charges. So. Yeah. I mean, that's cool that you took them down. Cause it is like, first of all, I, it's a grocery store. There's probably another grocery store in the city that I could go work for. So I would have taken them down too. I mean, I I am probably less uh, uh, honest than you because, like I said, I would have lied and then also lied to get the guy in trouble. But that was how I dealt with everything. When I was working for a living at a real job where I wasn't my own boss, I lied about everything even to the point where like if something good happened i would lie and say no it ain't that good so that people didn't like expect good stuff out of me Mm -hmm. i just lied about everything i would i was handing out i i mean i was handing out so much stuff out of that cable van to people just whole rolls of cable you can't even do anything with that Giving them my tools and uh, then going in and saying, like, I lost them and, until it got to a point. So, I hey, it's a good job you taking them down. I, I will say that I admire that move. You remember that woman who worked at Giant Eagle or something at the deli counter and she'd have, like, one slice of turkey a day? Okay. Yeah, she she got busted for... Oh, yeah for uh having food like she would eat a piece of lunch meat every day and then they charged her for that lunch meat over time yes and it was like twenty thousand dollars yes i'm with you i'm with you 
Uh, uh, well, that's a wild story. I, I, I mean, that kind of treachery has never happened. I have never had somebody attempt to blackmail me <laughs> at a job. And, and like, it, was, not a, it was really shocking. I know. In my, in my life. I know. All of my jobs were so low stakes that I never <laughs> even gave myself a chance to think about getting blackmailed or something because it's just who cares? Who care what we're doing here? We're not making any money. I can't, you know, I can't get you anything. Yeah, mine would have been just, my, my move would have just been like, all right, so I have the same, I can do the same thing that you can do. I will funnel chips to you and I want you to buy them from me for a dollar a bag. <laughs> Start a pyramid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that is great. That's thank a good story. Yeah. yeah thank great you for hustle. calling. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah, no problem, you guys. Have a good night. Uh, so yeah, take care. This fucking story about people getting high on meat is from I fucking love science. Fun. So there is a YouTube video of a guy eating year old meat and he says he gets high, but uh, also eating. It's really bad. Why? Just poison. Yeah. I mean, I guess all, all drugs are poisoning yourself in some way. That's how it works. That is how so, it works. Still, I'm not. I can't. I'm not going to break veg for that. No, don't. I'm not going to eat it. And I like meat. So. Oh, I also. I just remembered this too. I wanted to apologize for Mason from the to Mason from the last call in show because I misgendered them. And I'm sorry about that. Huh. And okay. uh, I, I do it too. I know that I'm not good at it. Uh, I am trying. I don't think it's funny, or that I can just say sorry every time. But I do apologize. Oof. I have the high meat. Uh, right now on my computer. He's looking grimy. I mean, he's eating it out of a big jar. What does that mean? Like he's got like year jar? old meat in a like a mayo jar. It looks like like, and he is about to shove it. You want to come over here and see it? You can. This is, this is some Sarah Squirm shit. Oh yeah, he's eating that rotten meat. He's eating that rotten meat. So, <laughs> oh no, oh no, Brett's gonna throw up. I'm like still watching it though. It is like, Ooh, it's like a, it's, Ooh, that was bad. It's I did like, not expect that. It's a paste kind of, yeah, it's, it's like great paste. beige paste. It's a beige paste. <sighs> it looks like oh, runny cat, runny like canned food. Oh, yeah, man. oh, that's so, bad. It hit, I did, I had to try And he also back. has it like remnants of it on his lips now. And he, he's like breathing deep. This is a wild thing to watch, but, uh, take some more calls. Gross. Yeah. Look it up. Look up. Uh, uh, what is it called? I'll, I'll give him the name. Eating one year old rotten high meat <laughs> is what the, uh, uh, video is called. And it is, it's vile looking. It's as gross as it gets. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Jeff Lloyd. What's up? What's up, Jeff? How's it going? Uh, I'm doing all right. Oh, this is Jeff Wood. I thought you were giving me your first yeah, and last name. What's up, Jeff Wood? Doing all right. Doing all right. I'm here to tell you about Comedy Central ripping you off, and then I'm here to shit on Free to Lay, too. So that works out as a theme. Uh, okay. What's up? 
Well, uh, so one of the, I don't know if you want me to get into specifics. I don't want to promote it necessarily, but one of the daily show guys has a new podcast. That's, uh, they do call-ins about scams and about terrible job situations. I listened to it and I was like, Hey, this sounds very familiar. From the daily show. I'm looking it up now. I'm going to have to murder them. Actually, I'm going to have to go find them and kill them. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew who they were. I, I'm ears edition. No, that's. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Scams and. Scams and jobs. That is bull crap. Yeah. I, I need to find this thing. I, I'll find it. Scams and jobs is a great combo. It is. It's worked for us for. Well, it, it's- it's called Roy's Job Fair. I didn't want to necessarily promote it, but it sounds like you're fine with letting it come out. <laughs> no, I don't fucking care. Now I'm going to badmouth them. <laughs> you can't sue them. They'll just dig up the 10,000 times you guys have talked about how intellectual property is bullshit and stealing rules. That's true. Yep. We've, we backed ourselves into a corner. I know. Well, we wish them the best. Yeah. We wish them the best. Oh, it's celebrities' jobs, right? Is that what it is? No, he just celebrities has, uh, call randos come in and call, call, talk about terrible jobs and scams and stuff. Well, now I'm gonna have to kill this guy. So, oh, it's Roy Wood Jr. Oh, I like this oh, guy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's actually. I like this yeah, guy. Yeah, I do too. I gotta be nice. I don't want to kill you, Roy. And Brian's an industry guy now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, what what else is up, Jeff Wood? How's it going? Uh, well, I worked for for Frito Lay for a little bit, much like the last caller. How was Frito uh, Lay? Didn't run any scams, but Frito, they, most they, favorite guy they in the neighborhood is Frito Lay guy. For. What? What's sorry, brutal? What's I need to hear what's right. brutal. Well, I was seasonal, so I wasn't union. Uh, so uh, I would uh, get get told I I never knew my shift like a day ahead. So I would just find out from my manager texting me at like seven o'clock at night that I needed to be at some store 45 minutes away at 2 a.m. <laughs> Fuck, that does suck. So you were just a contractor for them? Yeah. Did yeah. you quit or did they say we're done with you? I quit. Smart, smart and, decision. Oh, I the like worst it. thing of all for Christmas, they had uh, like Frito-Lay merchandise everywhere like shirts and hats but they gave us a ham and turkey gift card from walmart oh for thanksgiving for christmas for christmas ham and turkey was i it, mean but you don't want like frito-lay shirts or did you if because i i had you know uh brett's ex-wife actually her mom had a job where she got a bunch of merch from different companies and uh, I have a Lowry seasoning salt tent in my basement. I haven't used it, but I have one. <laughs> no, that was the one she used to always be like, you want this, you want this? I'm like, no, it has, like, I bitch about these brands constantly and how much I hate this. And then I saw the Lowry's thing and I was like, I'll take that one. <laughs> that one I legitimately will ride or die. <laughs> Lowry. It, adds a lot, it helps out a lot of microwave meals. Helps out a lot of bad food. <laughs> I have thought about going to the Lowry Steakhouse every time we go to... Uh, Every time we go to Chicago, uh, Katie wouldn't go with me. She wasn't even vegetarian yet, but she wouldn't go with me. And then the other times I go, I go with Brett. He's not going to go with me. So 
I've never had Lowry's uh, Steakhouse, but I'll bet you it tastes good because it's got that seasoning salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they hook it up. It'd be great to bring out like a $70 steak and they're like, and of course we'll add that Lowry's magic right on top. <laughs> I mean, they could just make a big clump of the Lowry's and shape it like a steak for vegetarians. Okay. And then you're just eating straight Lowry. <laughs> I would take a I would take a tofu steak, a Lowry's to, tofu steak. <laughs> just tofu with just caked in Lowry's. I like it. That would be funny to invite a bunch of people to a barbecue and just make tofu steaks. And they're like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, but it's coated in Lowry's. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's fine then. People would eat that. But damn, I don't like veg. I thought I hated tofu. Yeah. I mean, you can do that with mushrooms. Yeah, that's true. And people would, like, people like me would complain. Obviously, I don't like mushrooms. One, I don't like them, period. Two, there was a time when I tried to go vegetarian, and one of the reasons it was not successful is because grilling, we grilled mushrooms like four times. And the first time I was like, oh, they're not that bad. I thought they would be gross. Oh, these are great. And then the second time I was like, I fucking... I don't think I like these. And then the third time I was like, I hate these. And then the fourth time I resented them so much that I went back to eating meat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't like mushrooms. I don't like portabellas at all. Oh, they're good. Okay. Well, that's what they say, but I disagree. I got some shiitakes this week that were fucking awesome. Fucking tomorrow. I have to eat rigatoni for dinner because of TikTok, Apparently. So I don't know that one. Tomorrow's rigatoni day on TikTok. Okay. So everybody's supposed to eat rigatoni. Now, generally, I wouldn't eat rigatoni just because TikTok said to do it, especially since I get on TikTok every three weeks. Uh, but my daughter made me buy rigatoni yesterday. And then she texted me today and said, did you buy that rigatoni? And I said, yes, I got rigatoni. And she was like, we got to have for dinner tomorrow. It's rigatoni day. So then I Googled it and it really is rigatoni day. So if you want to be down with the teens... Yeah, I have rigatoni for dinner tomorrow. I don't want to. I don't care. It's fucking 90 degrees outside. I'm going to sit down and eat a big bowl of <laughs> pasta. <laughs> Why don't you give me a glass of milk to go with it, too? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, was Frito-Lay, like, so that was a shitty job, Frito-Lay contractor, though. What'd you end up in? Did you did you get yeah, something yeah. else? Oh uh, yeah, I work for an appliance manufacturer now, so I work from home. So that's kind of decent. Oh, I thought you were manufacturing it, the the appliances, and I was like, oh, that's oh, right. No. But working from home's even fucking better. Yeah, yeah. Now my commute's like ten feet. So, <laughs> do you like that though? I gotta ask you. We don't. We haven't talked to a lot of people on here that are working from home right now. Do you like working from home, or do you hate it? Uh, well, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty self, uh, I'm pretty independent. So I don't mind the, like not running into people that often. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. It saves me a lot in gas money. I like, I live in Houston. So driving anywhere is like 45 minutes. So yeah, uh, compared to that kind of commute, uh, it's much better to just walk to my living room for, for work. Yeah. My wife, uh, I don't know where she's at right now because at first she hated it and she even volunteered to go back to work and did go back to work for about a week or about a month earlier in the pandemic last June. 
Then they just sent them all back home when it spiked. And now they're bringing them back in June. And they were like, you can either come in for four days a week or you can come in three days a week. And there were no like negatives for either side of it. And she was like, I'll come in three days a week. And, um, you know, I think she said that like, she's happy. She's kind of glad she's going back because of being able to not work. Yeah. Like where it's like, she's been working until like eight o'clock every night for like a month right now. And, uh, there's just nothing to stop her. There's nobody. I can't, I mean, I'll come in and be like, why are you still working? And she's like, cause I have this project and I'm like, yeah, but you're not on the clock anymore. Just get off work. You make salary. Yeah. But, um, I'm noticing that, that like people, that I have talked to anecdotally are kind of excited to be going back into the office. Uh, so I was just curious about what, how you felt about working from home. I don't like it, but I do it. So what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I haven't had a normal job in like, I don't know, five years. So, so you're <laughs> in my book. I've always been working either like on my own in the field or doing something <laughs> stupid. So, this is pretty normal for me. Right. You're in my boat where you're just like, uh, I haven't had a real job. I'm not saying your jobs aren't real, but I haven't had like a place I needed to show up to for so long that like I'll sit home and do it. Uh, I get it. I get it. I'm curious about how people are feeling about going back to the office. I really am because I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't want to do it. But I got to think that even within our audience, there are a lot of people that want that want to get back because they these jobs have been taking advantage of their time because they're sitting in their living room. These these bosses and shit like that, yeah. they feel like they have more latitude to make them do more. If you're working on your couch, then you're always at work. Yes. And I know it's a matter of personal preference, but I just I don't know. I, I hate it. She wouldn't go back. My my wife didn't work in the office. She worked in the office twice, and uh, in my in our office at our house, she sat on the couch most of the time and yelled at me for singing too loudly in the morning. <laughs> but uh, Jeff Wood, thanks for calling in. Hey, thank you guys. You have a good night. Have a good night on a Sunday. Love it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's hey, a good wait. song, I did. <clears throat> oh, definitely. Have a um, good Sunday night. We there was a free. I knew there was a Frito Lay's guy in a friend's neighborhood, and he would like on whenever the end of the week was, he got the runoff chips. He would put a huge fucking cardboard box on his porch, and we would like ride our bikes down to his house and go <laughs> take all the free chips. Everybody <laughs> loved him. And he was like so handsome and he was union and he was like, he was, he was like the coolest guy in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I heard yeah. lots of moms talking about him. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause he gets free chips. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And he holds down that, he holds down those chips. Yeah, he does. All right. Damn. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh oh. Hit mute on your phone. You got us muted. I'll bet you. That's a new thing I do whenever somebody doesn't come in. A lot of times, come on, you got this. It sounds like silent, so. Yeah, it sounds dead. 
Yeah, it sounds like somebody died while they were on hold. Sad. No. Oh, oh hey! my God. Yeah, we were mourning your life. Yeah, I just was mourning our loss. Oh, my me. God. You're back from the dead. It's so, we're yeah, so excited to see you. We this thought we great. lost you. Yeah. What's my goodness? Who's this? What's going on? Uh oh. No, no, please don't put us through this roller coaster of emotions. We can't lose you again. Dead again? We just had you back. What to Wait, hell? is it me? Is it, yes, is it this Kate? is you. Yes, it is. Kate? Kate. 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 Is it Kate? It is yes, Kate. Yes, it's you. Hi, Kate. How's it going? Oh my God. I God, I can barely hear you guys. Oh. Really? Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Like you're okay. Okay. Well, um, I just called in because, uh, Brian said he wanted to talk about cities. So let's no. talk about cities. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to talk about, I said, I might've had a titty pop out tonight. You said you wanted to talk about titties. <laughs> well, I mean, titties are a never ending subject. So let's talk about titties. Okay. I mean, I'm, I like them. I, that's just a little thing coming from Hedo O'Brien over here. I like them. They're, I'm, a, I'm a boob man, as they say, right? Well, fabulous, fabulous. Uh, so when you were going to have a titty pop out, what was the scenario there? Well, I have, so my, um, my tank top barely covers my nips. My nips. And a titty could have popped. I have titties. I don't know if you know that. I mean, I just, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm a 42-year-old man. You get them. And uh, that's. I was just saying that it is very possible that if I wore a tank top, a titty would pop out on the show. But I didn't wear a tank top. Instead, I wore a 3X t-shirt. Once again, you missed the plus part of why Basically, people like you, those things. you've deprived everybody of the possibility of a nip slip. It could Thank happen, though, though it could happen sometime this year. I'm going to buy more uh, uh, tank tops, I think, from now on. Uh, um, I, I just want to come out ahead of it. I'm very, very into the idea of more dudes wearing tank tops because we're not just talking about shorter shorts. We're talking about nip slips for dudes. I don't like short shorts. I'm wearing some today that I feel are too short and it's really bugging me. Like it's something that like works on me when I wear these shorts. And uh, yeah, I, I'm so mad about dudes. They only make short shorts now. It's like, what the fuck? Well, I, man, I disagree because I cannot find any, I cannot find any to adorn, you know, my husband in. And I would really like that. If does, I could find them for him. Does he want to wear short shorts? What's that uh, one? He, he's willing to wear them. He would wear them. I mean, Lululemon sells some pretty short men's shorts. I can tell you that. I only know one terrible brand, and I won't advertise I mean, for him at all. I think I, I, I'm not going to say it out loud, but yeah, they're out there. I want to know the brand. <laughs> I, I, all I'm saying oh, is Patagonia makes them. I've been looking for shorts that are longer than nine inch inseams all summer, and I can't find I'm, any. Everything's I'm seven saying, inches. I'm saying Walmart makes them now. I'm saying I'm saying the real cheap stores make them now. Like the the real short shorts are in, and you can find them anywhere. Yeah, women want to objectify also, the fuck out of us. Also, tank tops for dudes. 
let's get Nipsless for dudes happening right now. Also, let's I think the powerful, going. like, I mean, the most dangerous thing in a workplace is women's shoulders. Why don't we put men's shoulders in the mix too? Why don't we take some of that power of showing mm -hmm, bare mm -hmm. shoulders and oh, enticing yeah. everybody around, becoming the talk oh, of the yeah. grocery store? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I, oh, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of tanks that I would wear. That's the other problem. I I gotta have very special. No, we we need more designs. We need less, um, just standard mainstream. You know, dirt bag boys wearing you know tank tops. We we need we need designer. We need designer men's dirt bag tank tops. Okay, I think I found one for me. It is, uh, nope, I didn't find one for me, uh, but I've been looking for some. I'll, I'll buy one eventually. Um, my usual haunts don't have, oh, I found one for $90. Okay. For one tank Oh my God. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I found one. For flexing. Yeah. For flexing it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to- yeah, $90 plus 20 bucks for the like service no, fees and all that stuff that you got to pay. <laughs> I think I read that Twitch is cracking down on TNA, so just be careful <laughs> on the live stream. Oh, we're going to have to wear pasties with our with our with our tank tops now? I think I read that. I never I have never been a tank top okay. guy, but I am now. I love <laughs> having them arms out. I got to get a tan up there my my skin on the lower part of my arms is seasoned in a way like i i spray it every day but it's seasoned in that like if i don't wear any sunblock i won't get a sunburn it'll just tan and that's just something <laughs> i've set up for myself after working outside for all these years but i always wore short sleeve shirts that come down to the elbow so anything above that is not seasoned. <laughs> so if I go tank and if I go sleeveless shirt, I look ridiculous. It's so called a farmer's tan. Your buys and tries are not tan, but then the top of your shoulder oh, is. Oh, that is amazing. You got like that a, is an amazing look. Yeah, I look like a crazy person <laughs> that never takes his shirt off, but I'll leave no, him up. You, that, that's, just, that, that's America's tan right there. I know, but I, I want to look beautiful. Maybe I'll just go to a tanning booth. Maybe I'll just go get tanned. Or I'll have them spray me like Donald J. Trump. All you have to do is just match different patterns. I mean, seriously. All you have to do is just stop giving a shit. And also stop listening to your teenage daughter. Well, I mean, <laughs> I just going to make you feel like shit no matter what you do. Oh, I don't listen to her. I mean, I tell her. I, I, I'm, I mean, she's making me make rigatoni tomorrow. I guess I listen to that. But other than that... <laughs> Okay, I, I, clearly, clearly, you don't need, maybe, what if you made chilled rigatoni? Like, pasta salad rigatoni. I That's a summer thing. That's tap. cold. I don't like pasta salad. I don't mm. like cold pasta. It tastes oh, funky. Lord. I like everything in pasta salad. Hate pasta salad. I have tried it 50 times. I like all okay, the individual well, ingredients of pasta salad. But when you put them all together, something goes awry, and I don't like it. I don't know why. I, I, I bet my, my extremely Midwestern family could change your mind, because apparently you're not Midwestern enough. I am. I like, uh, but uh, here's the thing. I like nacho cheese and ketchup 
and pancakes, but I don't mix all those together and eat them. So <laughs> that is not what I. That is not at all what I'm proposing. But that's what I'm proposing that to me. Pity, that that cities get the pass on Netflix, and that you be prepared to enjoy pasta salad that I guess is made also with rigatoni. This is my this is my uh, request to you. I'm just gonna eat. Here's the thing. I'm just gonna eat hot red sauce rigatoni tomorrow, and then sit on the couch and go. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm dying for about 45 minutes, and then I'll feel better. That's just what I'll do. That's how I handle right. myself. Yeah. Right. Well, you Kate, know what? That's all anybody can ask. Thank yeah. you for calling, Kate. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, ha- no problem. Miss y'all. Have a good night. Yeah, have good a night. good night, Kate. She'd be so disappointed at the length of my shorts right now. How long are your shorts? I mean, down to the middle of the calf. And the crotch <laughs> goes down to the knee. Where are you finding those at? <laughs> uh, Chinese warehouse. Oh, okay. Yeah, my shorts are... I mean, my whole my whole knee is showing Here's right the thing. now. The guys... All, when you hang out with your guy buddies, you got to get them down to your ankles, and then you're going to get big ups from everybody. If you want to dress for the ladies, you got to be showing bulges. They want to see like thigh muscles going. They want that's what they want. Glutes. They're into glutes now. I mean, my Beaches wife ain't just for for women, you know. My wife got like way into me when I was wearing. You couldn't even see my legs in all the shorts I was wearing. She liked that. She liked Probably. the mystery. It felt like a sh- like it was behind a, like a cape. It was about to be a show. Well, she just thought I was hot, I think. Well, that's good. All right, let's get this next person on the line. Uh, ask them to call. This is uh, Yessi from Hot Girl Agenda Podcast. Yessi, what's up? Hey, what up, hey. y'all? Oh hey, thanks for calling. Yeah, I've been listening in. Good, good content. Yeah, wait, you haven't really, I want to ask, question though like y'all haven't talked to too many people who have worked from home um most of our listeners Hello? work at like restaurants and and grocery mm-hmm. stores and warehouse like jobs you couldn't do at home i think i think people i think our listeners yeah, feel yeah, too yeah. guilty to call in yes. and say like i really can't stand being i just you know i have to make food all day long i hate it <laughs> yeah 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 that's yeah, my partner, um, yeah, he, uh, he works, like, he's, like, a, he does gig work, like, for, like, concert setups, so he, like, supervises, like, building, you know, um, like, stages and stuff, so, like, kind of, uh, stagehand stuff, and, like, okay. yeah, like, he loves it, but, like, the whole time, he's, you know, the whole time during the pandemic, he's been, he's been home, and it's been a trip, like, it's been a trip to see him, like, usually, like, he would normally be out on the road and like doing nothing. And then he's like, well, I guess I'll get into gardening. Cause like there aren't shows happening, but um, for me, it's been nice. Cause I've been like, yeah, you're home. And it's like, you're not gone for like two months, but it, it, awesome. it was kind of a trip. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. Can, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 No, no, go ahead. I forgot it already. <laughs> oh, Come on, man. Damn. Damn, damn. I think my, uh, my if I think I had to say I, about like, work from home, I'm on the West be, Coast. So I have no clue what time it is. Yeah, I would. If my 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 opinion on work from home would be negative, that's why I don't want to answer. My outcome was not the best. Mm. <laughs> but it was. I think it was a good test, though. I mean, for everybody, really, to figure out like what do you do when you have just all your time to yourself, 
or all the time in the world to do nothing at all. Mm-hmm. How do you feel it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. T- I it's... hope, um, you know, I... go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. I don't know why, but you said, no, I don't okay. know what, it, what time it is there. And I was going to tell you the time, like some kind of a fucking time and temperature guy or something. <laughs> it's 10 by the way. <laughs> Um, no, what I was going to say was just, um, uh, I think, I, I, I think a lot of people, uh, well, I think a lot of people got really fucked over, but some people got to do like a lot more organizing and stuff. And I think that that was really cool. And I think that, you know, a lot of the people, um, that I organized with, like they also got fucked over, but they were also able to like do really cool organizing work. And so that was really amazing. And, and, and so, and, and, you know, build community connections and, and yeah. do projects with people. And so it was, I, I think that part is like a good. Yeah. And some of our local orgs now uh, even are still like having virtual sessions and recording stuff. Um, I hope that that sticks around for most of this is that you can just get on Facebook live and watch something if you can't actually be in the building, you know, That's like the one thing that I just always want to have. It's like, like it was so much easier to like go to meetings when people had had Zoom rooms or or streaming or whatever. Um, when you're like a parent, yeah. um, you can't always go to meetings. So having them online was so much easier. I went to way more meetings just because like I could. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I was able to get a lot more done just because I didn't have it didn't take 25 minutes to leave the house and I didn't have to convince somebody that to go with me, you know. My yeah, kid. or like bring your kid <laughs> and your kid doesn't want to go or like bring, you know, figure out childcare and the yeah. childcare is like, wait, you're literally doing all of this for just an hour. And you're like, yeah, because I don't know why. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finding childcare would have been a nightmare. Uh, like, like starting now where you're going to have to, people are going to now have to start finding childcare again. That's going to be tough, I think, but maybe more people are going into the childcare business these days. I, I don't really know. Seriously, that would be so helpful. I mean, cause it's like our terrible, uh, you know, our, our, our terrible safety nets don't provide for childcare. And so like all of these people who have kids who weren't in school, it's like, that's already a stressor. And then now it's like, okay, some of them can go back some of the time and some of them can go, you know, here or there, yeah. but there's still no childcare. And now you have to go back or you have to work more hours or whatever. It's just, it's just such a mess. It's such a mess. Yeah, it's a huge barrier. Um, well, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, I've been listening to Hot Girl Agenda for a couple months now, and I, I think your shit's really funny. And you have a lot of good jokes and perspectives I don't hear uh, everywhere else in my podcasting. So it's good. You got a unique thing going. It's great. Thank you. you y'all should come on. Um, we'd love to have you. I know not to not to blow up Rara's spot, but Rara loves y'all, and I do too. And we're we're both like, oh my god, we love Brett and Brian. So so please come on sometime. We'd love to have you. Get us after we finish this TV show here in uh, uh, get us in July, like at the beginning of July, and I I will make time, and uh, I'll make Brett make time. Yay! Good. 
That would be awesome. Yeah, no problem. It'll be fun. Thanks for calling in. Listen right. to Hot Girl yeah, Agenda. Sure. Bye, y'all. I wish I had a hot girl <laughs> yeah, agenda. Bye. You you I'm, are yeah. It's get a get a ninety dollar tank top. That's the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. That's the first they thing. They don't have They the, the, here's just, the thing. You just need the Hanes three pack, man. Oh no. I mean, they do have the Supreme three packs of them for forty bucks that I could get. But then it's like I don't like those. Okay, so don't get those. I mean, I guess I could buy. I don't like. Here's here's the problem with uh tanks like that the hanes tanks or whatever tight my shirt's not tight it it looks like like it's not tight at all so i don't want people to see the whole outline i'm just trying to let people see my arms that's Uh it nothing else that's the show yeah the curtain hangs over the rest i want it to fit like a smock (laughs) okay I want my shirts to look like a smock without sleeves. But I, I will. I will. I, I, I think that, that should be nice. Uh, God, this Rand Paul is the dumbest motherfucker in he the He doesn't need the vaccine. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. He has immunity. Oh, wow. I don't know. Dude. I think he got sick. Oh, he already got it? Right. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that makes sense. That's... I don't know. I don't think that's how that works. Yeah, I, I think that's how they think it works. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I got that back in April. What? Am, who care? I'm vaccinated. I've been yeah. vaccinated since April. You idiots. Yeah, Rand Paul's just stupid. I, I mean, and it's funny because I've listened to a couple Joe Rogan experiences recently. Uh, the one with Anthony Cumiana, obviously, I had to listen to, uh, and both of the two Joe Rogan episodes, Jim Brewer. It was Jim Brewer and Anthony Cumia were on Joe Rogan recently. Oof. So listen to both of those. And on both of them, both Joe and the guests were like, Rand Paul's a brilliant man. <laughs> he's a just bright a, thinker. He, they did. They think he's a bright, brilliant man. And then he's sticking it to Dr. Fauci. And it's like, Rand Paul has French fry hair, first <laughs> of all. Curly fry hair. 320 million Americans, right? Roughly. How yeah. many are not? gonna get a vaccine because that dipshit said well i have it so i don't need to get vaccinated right well i mean i don't think we were ever gonna get to uh whatever that lofty 80 percent goal was because i don't think 80 percent of us will ever do anything Mm -hmm. if you said you have to breathe to stay alive oh god like 40 percent of people would start holding their breath immediately competing science the lost city of atlantis breathed water (laughs) They're hiding the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Forty percent of us just will just do that. So you you got to make peace with the fact that we're going to get to about fifty percent on these vaccines, and that's just the way the world's going to work from here on out. My last, the my I still haven't hit the finish line. My kid getting the vaccine is my finish line, and then I'm done. I've hit the finish line. It's, I I finished. It's twelve and older right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're getting there, man. Couple years. I mean, just September. <laughs> My kid has it. So I, I'm, I'm not even paying attention to the news anymore. You know, the amount of time I spent reading about the vaccine even three months ago ha- has moved to absolutely zero. And I won't even read an article about COVID anymore. Because <laughs> I'm just like, but I'm not going to get it. Yeah. Neither is my kid. I mean, I'm ready to go out to dinner, my man. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, and I'll, I'll say this when we. I'll say it when we come back. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, it's Sunshine, and uh, yeah, I wanted to call in and get y'all your opinion on abolishing the tip system. All right, I think we should uh, abolish the tip system. Right, I, I think like also though. Here's the thing about abolishing the tip system is we're going to have to like significantly raise the minimum wage first, like the federal minimum wage, not just the mm -hmm. uh, not just the the um, state by state by state, because uh, I do know that there yeah. are a ton of people who get who who get tipped a lot of money. Uh, I also don't think that you have to. I think the tip system going away would be great. I don't think you like outlaw tips. I think you can let people collect tips, but people shouldn't, there shouldn't be a tipped minimum wage. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I would say that I've yeah, um, definitely had meals afterwards where even if someone was making $30 an hour making that meal, I still would have gave them a $20 bill because it was, they were that good. Like when it comes together, right. Uh, yeah. Why don't you get some money as a treat? Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't care how much, honestly, truly, truly, I don't care how much the person who's serving me is making at all. I want you to do. make more right. is what I'm saying. Yeah. But as far as like, if if they were like, oh no, you don't have to tip me. I make fifteen dollars an hour. I'd be like, no, I'm still gonna give you the money because I think you deserve it. You did a great job. Yeah. I I think like gratuity will always be an American thing. We will just always do it. But I do think we should abolish this idea that a company can pay their employee two fifty an hour. Because they have to, because they can depend on a certain amount of tips, because that's just not the case at a lot of places. And I also think that, like, I wonder, do a lot of the chains do two fifty an hour? The 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 uh, wait staff, like, who does that? Bob Evans and stuff, and like that. You think so? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think it's four dollars in Ohio. Yeah, which is still not enough, but. But I don't know what the wow. federal minimum wage is for tips. People who work at restaurants. I should... think the federal is seven twenty-five. Yeah. Well, okay. So I guess my a better way to phrase this question is like, um, the so the little like punk punk-like cafe that I work at, one of the like manager types want to just pay everybody $17 an hour and, and get rid of tips. Yeah. And I think, and we'd be the only, probably the only business in town or cafe or whatever that would be doing that. And my other co coworker thinks that if we have to raise the cost of coffee a little bit, that people will not come. But I think, it, I think we could pull it off. I'm optimistic that we could be like the guinea pigs on it and be okay. But the, anyways, that's where I'm coming from. Asking I mean, that question. I, I guess like I would say at the cafe you work at would probably get some kind of good press if they did that for sure. And I think that the people that are going there as of now uh, would probably appreciate it. And I don't know that they would, 
I, I, I don't think they'd stop tipping. But I do think if you charge a little bit more and you say you don't have to tip here, that people would like that. Because I don't think We're they like the pressure. People... Yeah. I would fight to keep the tip line yeah, there. Yeah, I think we could... Because... I went to this. Pl- I went to a place in Austin that had this, and they had fucking signs posted everywhere. Like, please don't tip. We provide this and that, and I'm like, I don't think you provide enough. <laughs> I don't. I don't, we, I don't think yeah. we're the same. I don't think we think about what <laughs> living is. I don't think we agree on that. And also, you don't tell me not to tip. Now I'm definitely tipping for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna sneak it into <laughs> your hand. Yeah. Yeah, I would just say that I would uh-huh. just yeah, I mean I would just say tipping is optional. I would just change to that. You know, here at Punk Rock Cafe, everyone gets paid a living wage, but if we did great service today, please, you know, tipping is optional. I like that. Yeah, I think that that's exact like that's what it, like everybody's been able to like pay their bills and we don't cuz that's the other thing is like the morning crews and the night crews like anybody who's worked anywhere like certain shifts get the most money yep. and the way that tips are distributed yep. usually isn't like really how it should be done depending on labor and, and it shouldn't be dependent on labor it should be like everybody has enough um so yeah it's a it, interesting question but i i was wondering what your opinion on you know it, what any advice you guys would have i guess is like it also, could we pull it off i don't know it also feels to me unfair to the back of the house people at some of these places that uh you know they're probably making a pretty low wage and they're not getting cut in a lot of times Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because a lot of times they don't pay like the dishwasher much more than the minimum wage either so i i don't know i it's really sticky to me i think it's because it's a cultural thing tipping in america I, I just, I can't really figure out what the right thing to say is. All I can say is that you shouldn't be allowed to make your, you shouldn't be allowed to make your employees depend on, on uh, tips. You shouldn't be, that shouldn't be a part of what they do. Mm-hmm. That, sh- that shouldn't be there. And that's how I feel about it. But I also I want to give people money, but that's probably also a piece of me. That's probably also like a thing of me where it's like, it makes me feel good <laughs> to give you money. So you have to accept my money. Like we still like, like that. I'm <laughs> saying you still have to have tips because I feel good when I hand somebody a $20 bill. <laughs> I don't think it's controversial to say on street fight that, People like wait staff, people who work at restaurants, their livelihood should not be subject to the whims of the hogs and jackals that come through their door. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh-huh. I mean, what if you work at and and what if you work at a place like Texas Roadhouse where the tips are not they can't be as good as right. if you go to like some downtown restaurant or or like a cafe or something like that Mm -hmm. like you're just your tips at a fucking texas roadhouse or an outback steakhouse are gonna fucking either be pretty good or you're not gonna get shit people go to those places without enough money to tip and a lot of blue lives murder energy in there yeah and you're always trying to explain to them well if you can't tip then you can't afford dinner that's you can't 
You, That's it. You That's don't it. get to go. Because I used to hang out with this dude that would fucking, he wouldn't tip. And also, if he thought I tipped too much, he would try to take a couple bucks off the tip before we walked out of the place. Just for, oh, yeah. for my money. Because I, you know, this is the, the this is the early 2000s. You weren't carrying a cell phone everywhere you went, or it was just for emergencies. So I didn't have a calculator. I've always been bad at math. I couldn't figure, I, I didn't know how to tip whatever the percentage was supposed to be. But I knew that like I should give, mm-hmm. I if I just give them like an amount of money that I, I usually tip yeah. 50%. Most of the times I tip, I tip 50% because I don't want to add it up. I don't want to get my calculator out. I feel weird, and I don't know how to. I, maybe we, yeah, we have, we re- redistribute our Patreon to working people. That's what it's called. No, it's twenty five <laughs> to fifty percent, and like this dude used to get so fired up about it, and he would just be like, "I'll fucking take some of that," and he would go to take some out. I'm like, "Put that shit back down. It's <laughs> it's for the waiter, you know." And. And it used to piss me off because yeah, it would protect the baristas from that asshole. Yes. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. That. No. But yeah. You're, that's your. You're totally fucking right, though. It would protect them from that asshole because how many people go into how many people go into these places and don't first of all don't have money on them? Like I go into a Starbucks every day, right? I get. I get a um, cold brew every day, but once a week, I just walk oh. in there and I put $10 in the uh, tip jar because I order on the app and I just walk in and grab it and walk out. There's no option to tip at all. You can't, you can't tip on the app. I don't what? have cash on That's me. annoying. Yeah, and I don't have cash on me, so I can't do it every day. But I'll go in every now and then and put $10, $15 just in there and leave. And I know it doesn't go to all the people that deserve it that made my stuff. And then I also know that I should have probably grabbed money on the way out of the house. But uh, I think a lot of that goes on, too, at places where you can order ahead on the app, especially during COVID, where... Uh, they, well, they, and you're, you're making up for the other dirt. Yeah, and they encourage it. They they encourage you to order on the app and leave. And it just sucks because now when I go in there to tip, if I do tip, there's like, I mean, there's usually like $3 and quarters in, in that tip. It's just dwindled to like nothing, dude. Nothing. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if maybe they take mm-hmm. it out as the day goes. But I just think they're not getting anything because nobody's whole, I'm sure cash. It's all true, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times they'll leave money in there to juice the tip jar, right? Like, yeah. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I think they do that. Yeah, because if I see a twenty dollar bill in the tip jar, I'm more likely to give five ten dollars. <laughs> no matter how much it is, it's like somebody gave twenty. Well, fuck you. There was a spot on campus I liked to go to a lot. You know, I would get out of class at 10 and my next class wasn't until one and I commuted. So I had time to kill and I would duck into this spot and day drink a little and work on. They had Wi-Fi. It was basically like going to the library, except I could have uh, a whiskey mm-hmm. and they open it 10 or whatever. And I would be there for two hours and I was the only person that walked in. 
So yeah. the woman who worked behind that bar, the you know the thirty percent tip I gave her, that was all the money she made. Jesus. Well, is- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. God, I'm looking at uh, one ads for restaurants in town, and uh, it doesn't. Here's the thing. I don't know if a lot of them pay the tip minimum wage or what, because the salary says $20 an hour, which means you can make that you yep. could potentially make that. Yep, exactly. They could be making the tip minimum wage. In N- there. Nobody's going to cop to that in their one ad. Hey, yeah. we're only going to pay you the tipped minimum wage. Nobody's going to actually admit yeah. to that. That's what I'm seeing. Cause I even looked at like, what, what was the first one I looked at? Uh, uh, I do want to say this is good info from the chat. Missy Rogers says that their tip jar is stuffed with cash and it makes people not bother. Uh, and oh, then the yeah. so then be, it makes beat your feel bad. Beat, yeah, that you're not like everybody else. Oh. <laughs> uh, beat your heart out says the trick is you have to empty the jar periodically so that people think you're not getting tipped. That's smart, you're though. T- I didn't know people were doing that because, yeah, I go in there and I see that empty tip jar and I'm like, I get an ATM and get these motherfuckers a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. They need have, money. <laughs> have, have some money in that jar. Just enough ones yeah. that people can notice. And they look at it like, oh, yeah, tips. But if it's just an empty glass jar, maybe people don't. Not yeah. full, but enough so that people at the counter see it and go, oh, yeah, money tips. Hey, yeah. we're trying to fill that jar up over there if you could help. Well, I hope they go with it. I, I, do, I, think, I, I do think a $17 hour minimum wage or a $17 an hour wage is probably better because I worked at a job with a tip jar and uh, it was pathetic. I, I would, on a good day, I would take home $13. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you should have seen how busy the lunch was at this place. The, the 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 lunch rush. This is a fucking restaurant that is downtown, and during lunchtime, they get fucking walloped. Just it is like completely full wall to wall, nowhere to sit, and then people are also coming in and getting stuff to go to eat back at their desks or whatever. And they would count out your tips at the end of the day. And I think I, I don't think I ever got $20. I think I $18, $19 every, like once or twice. The, but most of the time they'd be like, oh, hey, we got tipped out $8.50 today. And I was like, well, I mean, just keep it. Really? I, at the time, I really needed money. So I took it. But at this point, yeah. now, if somebody fucking tries to hand me $8, I just, I, I'll fucking throw it on the ground and spit on it. <laughs> I mean, what do you get with $8? Uh, you can't buy anything with that. A crunch wrap, two Crunchwrap Supremes. That's true. You can't buy two Crunchwrap Supremes. Those things have saved my life a couple of times. <laughs> these I've been eating last weeks. burritos <laughs> a lot, too. So, Well, Sunshine, well, thanks well, for calling. I think calling. we need more... No, go ahead. I think we need more research on the tip thing. I think uh, I think I'm going to write, maybe I'll write something for the next um, zine about, you know, more the research on the, on the abolishing the tip system. Um, and, oh, I sent you guys some coffee a while ago. Did, did that show up? BP, did, you, did we get coffee? I don't remember Have that. Have you been recently? How long ago did you send it? Uh, I think I sent it like a month ago to your PO box, but 
Maybe I put the wrong. I mean, who knows? I. Brett will check the. If PE it didn't box. show up, then it's out there in, in the ether. Uh okay. yeah, I mean a month of, a month has literally slipped away from me if I'm being honest. So yeah. it, it might be just be there. And <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean it'll work. So I would remember coffee. I would have gave it to you. I don't use it. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling, Sunshine. And like I like we said, keep us posted on the call-in show too. I I'd be interested to see what goes on with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys have a great night. Thanks. You for have a awesome. great night. Good night. Oh, no, yeah, you. Shine. My partner always reminds me to to shout that out yep. when I call it. You should. Stray Shine. All right. Stray bye. Shine. Brett, time to take a break. It is time for break. Um, here's some more from the chat. Uh, Mira Gonzalez says at the weed dispenser, they told us to keep exactly five $1 bills, two $5 bills, and one $10 bill in the jar. But that, that actually, at the weed dispensary, people are going to have cash. That's true. Because you have to get cash at the at the weed dispensary. So I always tip at the weed dispensary. I mean, I didn't. So at one of the ones here, they don't have a tip jar, but they have this thing where you can donate. And I told Brett the last time I went to the dispensary, I went and it said you could donate to, it was a pit bull charity, mm -hmm. but it was called Cops. And I was like, oh, y'all just talked your way out of a fucking donation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, uh, last one, Kate Whitco, longtime friend of the show, uh, says, you got to remember to tip the Sonic car hops. That has to be horrible. Oh, Going my gosh. To Sonic. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. People paying with pennies and you know you're not getting anything. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening to Street Fighter Radio. That's the first half of the show. We're going to take a break. Uh, did we do music this week? Yes. We did. Evan Geiger Music says, here's some of my music. Instrumental groovy stuff from Fargo, North Dakota. Evan Geiger. You can list, You can find more of this at evangeiger.bandcamp.com. G-E-I-G-E-R. Thanks for sending it in. We'll be back in 10. We're Street Fight Radio.
Everybody, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. It's the call-in show. We do it every Sunday night until midnight. Uh, we'll take your calls. Uh, 614-655-3887 is the number to dial. Uh, that music was from Evan Geiger. That was awesome. Very good music. Thanks for sending it in. The chat loved it. Uh, EvanGeiger.BandCamp.com to hear more. What I wanted to say before we get started here is I listened to an episode of the QAnon anonymous podcast. Yeah. They're big. They're doing it big. They did a deep dive into Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. You have to listen to it. I will. He's the dumbest man that's ever existed. I know he, he the, bought a car for the troops. Uh, he will go up to like Chinese people and pretend that he knows Mandarin. He'll just start talking saying he'll mix English and Mandarin. And then when they're like, I don't know what you're saying. What are you talking about? He's like, Oh no, I actually studied. I went, I did a movie in China and we'll just say that he knows Mandarin. That's actually kind of something I would like to get into. He's, I mean, he claims he doesn't know how to memorize anything, anything. So they give him slips of paper to put in his hand to read his lines. Mm -hmm. And so the writers, he, they, the writers eventually just were like, well, we can't give him a fuck. We just have to give him very short ants, short what? lines. What has he been in? What has he done besides be Jesus? Um, he, he, the most important he's in a TV he show. He was in some sort of troop TV show. Mm. He also claims that he's a Navy seal because he trained for a TV show. He's like, I pretty much, I did the training and I hung out with the guys. I'm a Navy seal. Who else did I see? He's so, show? I mean, it's crazy. But the, the thing about it is that, so there was one time he went to go pick up his little slips of paper that has his line on it. And he's like, where's my slips of paper? And they were like, oh, uh, we didn't fill it out. It's, it's not that big of a line. And he's like, got mad about it. They gave it to him. His line was no. <laughs> they wrote no on a slip of paper. He hid it in his hand and he stood in front of a camera, looked down at it and was like, no. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna listen to that. It's I'm, I mean I'm getting it right now. It, Dave Anthony is the guest on it, and it's beyond anything I've ever. It's 
it gets crazier and crazier the whole time. It just gets worse. The stories are unbelievable. They talk to people. They got some sort of insider information that, that I can't even imagine what wasn't even reported. Yeah. You got to listen to it. They have Bix on. That was the best. It was the best podcast I listened to. I'll, I'll check it this out. This year. I'll say 2021. The whole year, that's the best podcast I've heard. I'll try, as soon as I finish, um, as soon as I finish October, I'm in. All right, I'm uh, working on a Shocktober right now, everybody. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Yeah, we heard you breathe. We heard you breathe. Hello. Some Yessie was said that we sounded kind of bad to the on the call. Who did? Yessie. Really? Okay. Is there a way to turn our volume up on the call? It all sounds good through the on the other side. Curtis, we, we are you there? Oh, Curtis. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes. we can hear you. What's Hi. up? Hi, Curtis. My phone's all fucked up. Can you still hear me okay? Yep, we can yes. hear you. I'm here. Um, I'm in Cincinnati, and I'm I'm a whole ass fired motherfucker right now. You got and fired? I don't have rent, so I'm going to be homeless real soon. What to do? That sounds rough. How how'd you end up in that situation? How did I get in that situation? Well, I was, uh, I've been on tour doing like basically like work for mansion havers for about 10 years, uh, decorative slate, copper work, all that sort of stuff. And, um, this guy, Henry Mitchell started courting me when I was in the shelter in Pennsylvania. Um, and saying, Hey, I want you to come here and train all these people and, and be a part of my HKC roofing thing. So he bought me, he sent me $5,000 and I got a car for 1400 from the auction. And then I paid my rent and deposit and I moved here and I started like, folding my clothes and talking about to myself, like what would a companion of duty look like to HKC roofing? And then I went to work and I did the things and they called me a little faggot. Well, well, Whoa. bitchy faggot, bitchy. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I use that when I'm describing people talking about me? Yeah, yeah of course. I, I, I don't tell want it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, I mean, I'm, I do things and I make things, but you know, when you are like sort of like, I, I don't, I'm having a real hard time. I'm sorry guys. I'm like kind of non-vocal and I'm better with typing than I am with speaking. So I'm on the air right now. <laughs> you really you're fine. Can, yeah, can you're good. You're doing great. Do I understand. Can we just do some back and forth for a minute? I'm sorry. I need to like, like respond to something. Okay, so, we can do that. Uh, you in with me and Brett? I think. Yeah, just anything. Like, I just feel like I've been talking for a long time, and I don't know what to say the, next. The person that recruited you 
were they also using that kind of language? Oh, no, 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 no. So, I mean, that's, like, if, if we can get back to, like, if we could talk about, like, just corporate, uh, we're we're going to use people for their labor and get by, and the clients are happy, and we're just doing enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. can we visualize that scenario, like, as a general yes, shop where you make things, and, like, this shop specifically like it's all like immigrant labor and they all speak in Spanish and my initial like the way that they found me was they found my website and Mm -hmm. the Henry contacted me and said hey I want you to travel here and train my people to do this thing and I produced the contract and I did the tour and I came here and did the thing for them and he was fair in that, but then like when um, they asked me to come here and work for them, it was a different scenario altogether. Like as soon as I got here, it was like, oh, okay, you're going to be in the field and you're not training people. We're like, we just have to get by and do business, right? Like so yeah. it's the same story I've encountered for 10 years, like I've been courted by these people and said, Hey, we want to do this great thing. They put me out at conferences. They show photos of my work and they say, Hey, we've got this person. They're great. This talent, they're going to change everything. They're going to show, they're going to do this, that, and the other. And then when I try to implement those things, it's like, Oh, we're not actually doing that. We're in, we're, we're a business. So let's get back to like making things and talking of like, I know we're, we're like, we're socialists and we're Marxists and we have to, like, I'm thrown in the scenario where I'm like, my goal is ultimately to like empower the people that I'm teaching to like do for themselves out side of whatever house they're working for right like if if you're a maker if you're a roofer if you're a welder if you're this that or the other like you should be able to like do that thing well and and like provide for yourself without relying on the house Mm -hmm. and that's sort of the way i approach that's the way i approach training like you need to be able to like like complete your thing, whatever it is. And if you know how to do that, you can do it. If you don't know how to do it, like you need to say, I don't know how to do it. Right. Um, so I'm really getting lost. So it, it, is it like a, a case where they don't want you to teach them the whole job? Like, are you, are you teaching them how to well, be no, more? Well, no, it's like where they don't want they don't want me to like like say what's really happening. Like, hey, um, you know, we brought you here to do training and development, but actually, we're short staffed, and we need you to like actually just go into the field and do X, Y, Z. And then I when I report, like, oh well, in the field, here's what's happening. Like, you guys asked me to ride as a passenger in a cargo van. 
so that on the worst case scenario, if I get turned into chunky marinara, like what what would be the report? Like what would happen from that? Why am I being asked to ride as a third passenger passenger in a cargo van? All and and then oh, why is why are my apprentices being asked to do X Y Z that's not safe? Like when I report those things, I'm retaliated against. Right. The the shop that we're supposed to be working in is covered in grinder dust because they just grind and weld in there without like suppression or vacuum, and then I'm supposed to produce like lessons and different things in the same shop and all of the materials are like covered in carbon and like heavy metal grinder dust and when i report that they're like oh no we don't have a problem and i'm like well you haven't like been in the warehouse like bending and stretching and moving things and like breathing in and out in the dust bloom like yeah, we need to just like put a vacuum system in so that we can like collect the dust and not create a super fun site. And they're like, "Oh, just no, you're the only one complaining. Why are you doing that?" So you can't say drop a dime anonymously and say, "Hey, this place is not safe" because they're going to think it was you because you were the one that brought it up to them. Well. I've just, no, I've just reported it and they just like alien, like I just record every day, like with my phone, like what's happening and then turn it in. And, and it's not really drop a dime. I don't know. Like I know that language, but I don't know. Like I tell everyone what I'm experiencing and they just, they're like, who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. They don't want to hear. I'm dropping a dime. I'm I'm dropping a dime right now. I don't know like how to like be more accurate in my recording or like in my experience. Right. They I, so they bring you in there to train and then you uh you tell them what the issues are that could prevent people from being trained correctly or from people carrying out the position that they're supposed to carry out. And since these people in the office don't really go to where the work is done, they don't see it as a problem because they literally oh, yeah, the don't owner see checked it. Out Hen- Henry. So when I came here on tour, like Henry courted me on Facebook, like he stalked me on Facebook, right? And then contacted me and said, hey, I want you to come here and, like, train my people to build this Bentley because you know how to do it. So he was fair in that deal. He brought me here on the Greyhound. I did the thing. I showed his people how to build the Bentley, but mostly it was just me doing the work. And it was a bunch of his guys, like, punching the clock. And gang recognized gang. Like, (laughs) I want to be here for that. Like, those I, I don't have anything wrong with those people, Ho and Henry, right? Sure. But at the same time, they hired me to record and observe and relay. And the thing was, it's like, oh, I don't want to come here unless the goal is to, like, actually create an institution where we're training people for stewardship and historic preservation. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we want to do. 
So they bring me here and then I set into the field to do that. And as soon as I bring up concerns, it's like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that. We're here to do business. We've had no problems. We've had no callbacks. Yeah. I'm like, well, why were you here? Why were why did you hire me to solve problems if you've had no callbacks? I've been on nothing but callbacks the whole time. Is it like a is it like a prestige thing for them to have you in there? Is that is that what you think's happening? Yes, like- absolutely. Like I was I was I was marketed as talent. Like, hey, we brought this preservation guy who consulted for the National Park Service and we published it on our blog and we want him to do training in this, that, and the other. And then I get here and I'd like observe and report what I'm actually seeing. I'm like, this isn't stewardship. This isn't like real, like permanent building. This is just like hoeing people. Like you're hoeing your employees. You have nothing but turnover. Like you have no legacy of like people being trained and learning how to like do their job and build things appropriately. It's just like, it's pimping. You're doing pimping. And when I said that, I was fired. Right. So they're kind of saying, like, also, uh, uh, I, I mean, they can advertise that they've had somebody there to teach preservation. Like, everybody is... Well, right. But at the same time, they're telling me to shut up. And, like, the owner is sort of, like, forging this relationship with the labor that's more of a, like... So they all call me a little faggot, except for one guy who like accepts the training and wants to learn and do better. And like, it's not about like being a better employee for Henry. It's about being a steward to the building and the build environment. Like I have no, I have no like loyalties to these equity holders. They've been using me for 10 years to build trophies and like glossy photos for themselves and then they put it online and they call me crazy well i was the one that did all the work so they want they want to they want to appear to be doing very impressive work and then but when it actually comes down to it they they give me just enough to survive and provide the photo and then they're like oh yeah we don't want to like actually do this for real we just want to use you to provide the photo and say we're doing this that and the other i mean it's any like anyone who's in talent or craft services or anything where you're like trying to be more than just a worker god forbid i have a life (laughs) or like a, a personal life outside of like just producing myself for labor mm-hmm so do you, I mean, you're in Cincinnati now. Do, do you have like a GoFundMe or a Venmo or anything like that, that if people wanted to help you out, I, they can send I it? Did. I did. No, back, back when I was on tour, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They sold me. Like, I, I thought I was doing really well in Pennsylvania. I w- well, first, I, I had a, the same situation happen to me with a, like, a much more precarious situation. Like I came to uh, Toledo on a Greyhound to work for this homeowner and they did a bunch of retaliation on me. And I was like on the street in Cleveland with my crates and tools on tour, like with nowhere to go. And I reached out 
to um, some people in Cleveland that helped me get into a shelter in Butler, Pennsylvania, and then they accepted me into a program for permanent housing for people with uh, mental retardation, autism, and the chronic homelessness. So that was two years ago. I was accepted into that program. I was doing well. And then these people in Cincinnati contacted me, Henry, and said, come down here and train these people. And then he contacted me and said, I want to build this house and use your knowledge. That's the other thing, like privately outside of the company, like he contracted me to design and uh, design a house for him because I've trained as like a classical architect. So not like with the like modern like computer stuff, but the way they did it in like the medieval times, like mm-hmm. I am fully like a medieval architect. If you were to like hold me to scrutiny and test me, that that is the beauty I perform in the joinery and then masonry and then copper joinery and all those things. So yeah. he called on my knowledge to do those things, and then now I'm like, well, I was brought here to like to, to provide all these designs for you, and then. What, what what was it not good? Am I trash? What do I do now? Like, who am I? I don't know who I am. They gave me business cards that are blank. Was that intentional? That are what? I think it was, like, I just feel like I was played. Like, I feel like he was, like, it was like a honeypot. Like, they said, oh, we love you. We want you to do these things. Come here. And then I come here and it's not yeah. what they, what they want at all. And and I say, this kind of feels like trafficking to me based on my experience. And they're like, Oh no, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, there's, um, I don't know. Am I, am I crazy? No, no, no. I am crazy, but not in that regard. I mean, yeah, this is a this is the this is the norm for a lot of people. Uh, there's a lot of folks that get promised something and then they show up and they change their whole life and then they get stuck somewhere else. It happens a lot. Right. If you've been on tour, if you've been like vulnerable or precarious in any way, you know that experience. And like, I don't know how to relay that to these people that like spent the last year and a half saying that they're my peers and that they're like calling on my work and my knowledge and my response every day. And then they turn around and say that I'm not valuable. Like, who am I? Yeah. I, you know, uh, I wouldn't let their opinion or the way they treat you affect how you feel about yourself at all. Uh, it's not representative of anything that you deserve. Right. Like, um, it's That's just more of a rhetorical question, like their, their activity, like, like, like sort of compels that question. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I hope things turn around. Um, and we would, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would love to help, um, in any way they can, if you want to um, give me your information. If, you, if, if, if you have been like if you've been fortunate enough to have a house and you want to like hang out there for a long time i know y'all are renters well brian's a renter i get Mm -hmm. it 
Um, but really, like, the the shit is, like, us sort of, like, claiming land and, like, saying that thing, that we own things. Even, like, when I was homeless, when I was in a shelter, like, I had to, like, build a wall around my kit and my crate and decide who I was going to let into that realm, right? Like, because certain people are there to take from you and certain people are not. And so you have to learn to build those skills to, like, recognize who is, um, who is, like, 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 um, trying to lie to you or take from you. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the best ones do it legally. The, the, be, the best the best liars, cheaters, and thieves do it uh, all by the book, and they're the employers. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to talk to lawyers. They don't. They're like, look at this guy. He's got no teeth, and he's like a hillbilly. Like we don't. We don't know. There's no money to extract from him or her. Sometimes I get misgendered at the gas station when I'm wearing wearing a mask, and it's so great because <laughs> um, I do drag like on the side I, I might be doing drag like full time now so if you want your dick sucked by like a roofer with a little bit of a mustache holler at me I'm Curtis okay. on the internet I'm the only Curtis Ford on the internet and I'll put a roof on your house or I'll suck your dick or do whatever for a job because I got fired and I'm a I'm a different person now in Cincinnati than I was before. So I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, um, if you can, if you can email me street radio at gmail.com and plug? I'll see if, uh, if any lawyer people are is listening, that, that might plug? be, is that like out of the, is, is that out of convention for me to advertise myself for Dick Sutton? Uh, I think we had that. I think we have had that before. That a, I think someone was trying to get some dates in Chicago. Okay, one yeah. Yeah, I'll suck your dick for money in Cincinnati. Holler. Okay. Well, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling. And I'll put a and I'll put a roof on your house that your grandkids can still like stay dry from. All right. What? Yeah, that might be better than the blowjob. If you ask me. Yeah, that seems like the move. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Okay. Um. Well, we've got two more calls to go. I hope. Wish the best for Curtis and wherever they find themselves. And uh, well, that was a ride. That was a lot. The chat. I would go read that chat log. It was a roller coaster. It was. It was up and down and back and forth. I'm looking at. It. <laughs> My palms are sweating. Guys. My palms are sweating. All right. Well, thanks, Curtis. We appreciate it. Always love to hear from from the listeners. Uh, and here's the next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey boys, it is Jack from KC. What's up, Jack? How's it going? Uh, I'm chilling. Um, you know, as usual, I've been smoking, just enjoying the show. Excellent. Uh, that was a great call that just happened. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so I mean, like, I I feel really bad for the guy, but he seems to be, you know on the upswing yeah it seems like maybe it sounded like that yeah so what's going on jack i was just calling in um yeah no so i got a uh i got a side job now um 
because I kind of needed to, but it's just on the weekend. Um, it's uh, I'm serving up donuts. Ooh. Brett did that as a side job. Uh, are, what what are you yeah, doing? Are uh, you making donuts? No. So this is actually funny. Um, a few years back, I worked at the place and I did make the donuts, and they do that overnight. And so I, um, I quit and cause I just well, overnights I could not do. Some people are cut out for that and I am not one of them. So like mm-hmm. mad respect if you can work like the overnight, the, the graveyard shift. Cause yeah, that shit was impossible for me. Um, but no, I'm, I'm in there from like five to like one thirty or whatever, just serving donuts up. Nice. Five in the morning. Five in the morning, yeah. So do you stay up all night most of the time? <laughs> that was Brett's. Uh, no, no. I try to go to sleep early, like around 11.30 or midnight. And I, I can run on like four hours of sleep and then nap. Yep. Reminds me of the same thing when I made donuts. Mm-hmm. Sounds exactly yep. like it. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. That is, I but, mean... Uh, that that is tough. I, I I don't know if I I could never work a five in the morning job. If you had been around me when I had to go to work at seven o'clock in the morning, you would have been like this guy. I mean, he he can't live on this planet. <laughs> Basically, when I worked. Oh, oh no! Don't don't get me wrong. The first like two hours I'm there, um, I'm definitely not there. You know what I mean. Yeah, um, when I was when I was I'm doing sure the customer knows that when I was doing cable, um, it was pretty wild. Like, so my schedule was eleven to eight when I started, and then they moved it back ten to seven after that, right? And like, but every quarter, every quarter that <laughs> every quarter there was a um situation where we would have a breakfast meeting and we would have to be in there at seven seven o'clock in the morning for that and it was on the other side of town so we would have i it was further away than my actual job so i'd have to get up at 6 15 to get to work at on time and you know keep in mind i'm used to getting up at 9 30 i'm used to getting up at eight o'clock and I don't think, I thought I was going to die. I really (laughs) thought that in those mornings, I was not going to make it through the whole day at work. I could not work if I had to get up at seven o'clock in the morning. I would quit. If this job happened at seven in the morning, I'd just quit podcasting. It's too early. Yeah, I can't do it. Five in the morning? Forget it. For fucking forget, you know when you get up to go to work, I'm still laying in bed watching Billions. <laughs> <laughs> if I was buying donuts at five yeah, thirty, no. I don't know who would be. Call- I don't know who would be calling in for a podcast at five in the morning either. <laughs> so maybe me. People that yeah, people that sell donuts. People, I mean, Brett did it. Brett did yeah. it for a long time, man. And you know, first of all, you know, you told me you liked making donuts. Number one. Oh yeah, I loved it. And number two, that like, I mean, there are two types of people. I here's the thing: 
There are two types of people. There are people who believe that you should go to work early so that you can get out early. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of guys I've worked with in the past who were like, well, fuck, I'd rather go in at five and get off at one or whatever eight hours from five is. I fucked that up probably. Yeah, that's right. So they would always say that. But then there are people like me who are like, I would rather work until nine. I, my schedule, if I had to work eight, if I had to work an eight hour shift a day at a real job that I had to go to, the perfect schedule, the greatest schedule that I could ever be on, noon to eight. That's the prime. I think that basically to me, you're living like Axl Rose at that point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just really. Yeah, I think it is like the fucking best shift you could ever get. Because if you get out of work at eight, you go to concert still. If there's a concert in town, sure. You can get off work and go straight. You can go to the concert, right? You don't have to get up early. So that works. You step off. Yeah, no, I was drinking. I was thinking about that. I, I respect that because you can get up at like ten thirty. Yeah, and you can stay up all night drinking too. You could absolutely right. do anything that you want to do working twelve to eight. Josh, what would yours be? Eight hour shift. What would your schedule be? I work overnight, and I don't want to ever leave. If I could, uh, what's your overnight shift? What are the hours? I usually work from four to nine, but I double shift a lot. And if I double shift, I work from 11 to nine at night. Yeah. And that's so perfect you, for me. So you work from 11, four... 11 p.m. to 9 a.m. Yes. yes. He, he works at a place. Oh, that... Yeah. See, that's what I that's what I used to do. Yeah. No, don't do that. And, uh, I, I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, what is your eight yeah, hour no, no, mad, mad respect. What is your prime eight-hour shift? If you have to work eight hours, you go back to a job, you sit down in your interview, and your boss says, Brett, you got to work 40 hours a week. You got to work eight hours a day. What do you want your shift to be? You get to pick. You can't change it. So this has to probably even be something you've thought about your whole life. That's how I do 12 to 8, because I just always knew it. Jeez, as long as we're talking about wedding ideas, we had to think about it our whole life. I mean, this is you. Should, what do you dream you of when you were know. a little boy? I did. I did. I used to tell people about man, the schedule you're going to be married to. The schedule I would be married to. Yes. Um, I would say my most productive. If you want the best out of me, uh, you should make me work midnight to eight a.m. Yeah, and that I am on fire and full of so much energy and can do a lot of stuff. But it fucks up personal life, yeah. which is way more important than work than me. I think that I would prefer to come in early and be a huge piece of shit while I'm getting paid for it. So, so like, if I, you got to pick, you would say like eight to four? Yeah, because everybody's off and it's easy to sync schedules that way. That's true. I mean, so we're looking in the chat now. Uh, hey, it's Vina said 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's a good one, too. It's too early. You got to get like up that, too early. Yeah. You got to get up too early for 10 a.m. You got to figure you're getting up 8, 30, 9 o'clock for a 10 a.m. shift. Well, yeah. also you got you got to think about the commute too. Is like people yeah. were talking earlier. If you work from home, do you really have to get up that early for ten to six? Yeah, you do. I really believe that. Like, 
there's no way to get out of getting up 90 minutes before work. I, I mean, I guess I used to push it kind of close, but my classic alarm setting, the classic alarm setting for the B-Man here is 90 minutes before I have to be walking through that door. I, I, you just, you, that's the only way to do it. And maybe I hit snooze two, three times. Yep. But 90 minutes before I have to walk through the door is the time that I have to set my alarm for because it just, it, there's just no way to guarantee you're going to get to work on time if you don't do 90 minutes. Yeah, I'm a huge piece of shit in the morning. Like, I, I don't get ready quickly. I hit snooze too often. Like, I need, I need a big cushion. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't jump out of bed, brush my teeth, and then be on my way to work. Yeah. I'm a fi- I can get a 15 minutes before I gotta be there. I can <laughs> really. Yeah. Oh yeah. I can never do it. Yeah. I can never yeah. do it. I'm like I'm like that. <laughs> I mean, my wife gets up. My wife. Here's how my wife does it. She has to be at work. I think at nine, maybe eight thirty, and she sets her alarm for like five thirty, and then hits snooze. For over an hour sometimes. <laughs> over an hour. Going back to it? What? It's going off every 10 minutes, you mean? Every 10. Or seven. It's usually an uneven number for snooze buttons. They're like seven, It's like, yeah, minutes. seven or nine minutes. Yeah. Something weird. Yeah. Sounds I, like uh, a, a form of CIA torture. And absolutely. Trust I, me. I used to yell at her for it. This was on the Insane Tweets account. Somebody sent out, um, hey... Uh, you know, I, I can go back t- to sleep pretty quickly. So I set an alarm for every hour from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then an alarm for every 15 minutes <laughs> from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And my wife is an insomniac. And it's like, I don't think she's an insomniac, actually. Yeah, I, I do that to some extent. I will, like, say I like to be a, in bed around noon. And then I like to wake up around 7. And I will set an alarm for 7 for 7.15, for 7.30, for 7.45, because I just, I, I hit snooze so often, and if you set enough alarms, they're staggered, like the odd number of minutes, I'm like having to wake up every 90 seconds yeah. to hit that button, and then that's finally what wakes me up. If I, I lived with someone, they would absolutely hate me. <laughs> that's when you go, all right, all right, I'm fucking up, I'm fucking up! Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it used to piss me off so bad, especially when Street Fight became my job. That my wife's alarm was going off like that all the time because I'd be like, so what she did to fix it, because I was just like, your fucking alarm goes off at 530 in the morning and then it goes off every 10 minutes. Fine. It doesn't wake you up. It wakes me up every single time. And she got mad at me. I think I've told this story on the show. She got mad at me once about. Five or six years ago, it, it probably it, this would have had to have been around 2009, 2010 when I wasn't working. I was on workman's comp from my injury <clears throat> and I was just home getting, I was getting my full wage and I was home. Nice. And it was great. Right. She would do the alarm thing. And sometimes, cause this is pre iPhone alarm. So she had a fucking alarm clock sitting there that would go off and this thing would go off. And it would not fucking stop going. She wouldn't hit it. It would not wake her up. And I started to do this. Take my finger and poke her butt cheek. (laughs) And then she would hit the snooze button. So it was kind of like a Rube Goldberg (laughs) contraption 
snooze button. I wasn't like sticking my finger in her butt or anything. It was said literally that. a poke right there, and then she would hit it. And then one morning she was like, "Stop poking my ass!" And I was just like, "What the fuck? How is this?" So I wasn't even allowed to call attention to the alarm. I wasn't able to just be. So what I started doing at that point was when the alarm would go off and she didn't hit it, I would start rolling, doing that really frustrated roll that people do when they want to go to sleep, but the other person's keeping them from going to sleep, where you're like, ah, 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 and you just roll around <laughs> and you like shake the bed and all that shit. You, you flop to one side, then do a 180 to the other side, just crank the blankets around. Yeah, I mean, sleeping with my wife. Yeah, you could always try to pull the blanket. Yeah, well, now I get yelled at for that too now because she says I pull the blankets under me, but I'm awake all night, right? She goes to bed at 11, 11, 30, 12. I'm up till four and I'm in that bed next to her. What she does is she takes the blankets and she pushes them all at me while she's sleeping. She just knocks them all off and pushes them on me. And then in the morning, all the time, she's like, you always steal all the blankets. And I'm like, you push them at me. I don't fucking do it. But but yeah, the alarm clock thing, finally when the iPhone came out and you were able to set that alarm and you were able to set several alarms, she put it on vibrate and st sticks it like right under her arm when she sleeps. So then it goes off and it wakes her up. Yeah. And that's how she solved the uh, waking me up every morning, and then when I complain about it, she says like, "Well, some of us have to go and go to work in the morning, Brian." <laughs> like, I also got that a lot. So right. some of us don't get to work uh, noon to eight. Yeah, well, I wasn't working at all at that point. I was working no hours. Uh, I'm seeing so many funny ones in chat. Uh, uh, somebody did say your schedule five to one is really good, uh, which. I mean, if you like getting up in the morning, I, it's not, it's not the, like my favorite schedule that I've had, but I will admit it's like definitely not the worst at all. How, how does your it's sleep like work? like top five probably. How does your sleep work? What was that? How does your sleep work? How does I know. sleep work? Yeah. That's yeah, like a um, controversy with a lot of people that work late shifts is like, you'll ask them and all of their sleep works differently. Yep. Yeah, a lot of the times I'll be like, like I said, I, I'll fall asleep maybe, um, I don't know, like 11 to midnight or 11 to 1 and then wake up like 4.30 and get to work at 5. Okay. I, I would be the opposite. So if I work from 5.30 in the morning until 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I would be staying up late to go to that job. I wouldn't be waking up early. That's so, what I would do. So too. I would get home at... Oh, you know, one thirty no, or whatever. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to like have a social life, though. So yeah, true. Is well, if you go to, with that, that's yeah. why I, I couldn't do. Well, no, go ahead. Well, I would just you know wake up at eight thirty at night. Then I guess it depends on when you go out or what you're doing. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I don't think there's what any your, what your crowd is. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any way to like go partying if you work at one in the morning. I just. Because, well, Brett actually told me when he worked at the donut shop, there were a few times he came fucking rolling in there a little. Rock and roll. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> Rock and roll, baby. Drunk. Just drunk. Super drunk. Work. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst 
That the only time I've ever had a fucked up experience at work because I, I smoked weed at work, but it wasn't a big deal. I took acid at Chuck E. Cheese when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. And I, <laughs> I took it like two hours before my shift was over, maybe three hours before my shift was over. And uh, I had a tough Ooh. time with the rest of my shift. Going going to work with a decent yeah, buzz that, that is come fun. that not fun. Mm-hmm. Going to work wasted would be no fun. Going to work drunk. sobering up would also not be fun, but like a nice, decent, low-level buzz yeah. would be nice. I mean, that's why I say 12 to 8 also works is because, I mean, if you're a party dude, sure, like Michelangelo, mm-hmm. you're going to fucking, you live, that's, 12 to 8 is the schedule for people who love the party lifestyle. And I happen to be one of those people. I love the party lifestyle. So that's just the way I work. But uh, so is the donut shop cool? Like, are you digging it? Uh, What was that? Is the donut shop cool? What? Like, are you digging the donut shop? Uh, yeah, no, no, it's, um, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I get all the free donuts I want. Uh, I get to, you know, tell my friends to come by and I give them free donuts. Um, I don't give the cops the 10% discount, but I give firefighters and EMT it. So that's always fun. Sure. I just saw in the chat, uh, uh, who, where was it? Where was it? Miss May Aaronholt said, a day shift really is the only shift you can have if you want a social life. Now, here's here is a, a a situation where that's where you can get a social life without a day shift. I got a situation for you. If you work at a restaurant, your social life is only going to be with the people you yeah. work with, <laughs> and uh, you do mm-hmm. get to have. A social life in that, like, my sister works at a restaurant, and her and her friends will go out on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. Service industry night, baby. Yeah, they'll go out on a Monday night, and that seems like the hippest night to go out, really, to me. Yeah, I mean, that's where the biggest drunks are. Yeah, yeah. Let's go out on Monday night, Brett. I've been. In the future. No, I mean, now. While you're divorced, I'll hook you up with some restaurant workers. All right. I'll be your wingman, as they say. You've done great so far. Well, thanks for calling in, Jake. Jack? Yeah, um, one more thing that I wanted to say before I uh, get out of here. Um, So, at least for me, and I don't know if this is everywhere, obviously, but where I work, we get tips. Um, We make, like, not the tip wage, though. You know what I mean? Like, we make pretty decent money there. I'm making, like, 12-something right now. Which for like a side job for like three days on the weekend isn't horrible. Um, and it's like just serving donuts to people. Okay. But uh, for for tip jar, yeah, we like to keep it. Um, if it gets too full, we'll take out like half of it, leave uh-huh. it a little full so people still know the tip. Um, and on uh, like, pre-orders if you tip like online or whatever for our store it will not go to us um it it would only go to us if we were making like a tip wage Mm. who gets it uh the owners or in our case the the, like franchise owner that's scummy 
Oh my god! I wish you could tell us the name yeah. of this place it, so that yep. we can. So don't tip that. on don't tip online if you if you can tip in person. That's definitely the best. It's a it's not a food service job, but the woman who cuts my hair, she quietly was like, "You can tip, or uh, you can." Here's my Venmo, and if you want to <laughs> just give it to me that way, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." You know, so it's definitely all going to go to her. It's just the way she suggested it made me think that something, there were some shenanigans going on. Maybe yeah. I just don't think there's any way for you to be able to get that money out of. Well, as soon as it gets the who, boss's hands, they're like, yeah. great, we made money. This right, is our money. Yeah, yeah, so. And they're like, no, you're supposed to give it back. Like we'll give you some back. Cause we also let you make money here. So we obviously get to yeah. keep some I mean, of it. What do you think of, of like, a, it's a donut shop, right? Like, do you trust that boss to keep the paperwork of the tips that you like? It just there are so many places, yeah, where oh, the people running no. it are like truly clueless, and they just they probably he, don't he even one think of those about people. it. Yeah, um, but, yeah. No, I I just started working there like last week. I've only met him once, but he, off the bat, you can just kind of tell that he was um, less invested in like the actual like ownership and business aspect of the stores and more invested in uh, making money from it. Right. They probably loves it. I mean, if you own a donut shop, like if you own a donut shop, that's popular in town, you are like a star because Buckeye donuts, number one, they're, they're, you know, and you can tell this to them. Okay, their donut quality's gone to hell. They have just gone to hell. But that place is like a celebrity place. Yeah. People love it. Uh, you know, there's a picture of Hulk Hogan on the wall there. There's a picture of uh, David Tell. David Tell from when he did Insomniac. He actually went to Buckeye Donuts, and it's just like, it's like they've let it go though. They've let it slide. I got to tell you, I've had a few burnt apple fritters recently and then a few apple fritters that didn't have mm. any apple in them. It seems like what happens is somebody loves donuts or their dad made donuts and they start this business and they're like, I really want, you know, but those people get older, they retire, they sell the business and then whoever runs it now, he's not running a donut shop. He's turning a dollar into a dollar and 10 cents. Yes. Like the, the specifics <laughs> yeah. of it do not concern them. Yeah. Well, thanks the for calling in. The integrity of the donut is lost. Yeah, <laughs> I know you guys. For you have a good night. And I will never tip on a credit card again. It's either zero good. or give them cash. cash, cash, cash money. I will. I will give them cash money. All right, guys. Have a good night. I I just don't trust anybody that run, owns a restaurant to separate the bills, to separate the checks. And then put down how much each person made for their tip. Yeah. And then give them that money. I just don't. I think you have to do I that. I understand that. But there are probably ways to get around oh, it. Oh, sure. You know, right now I'm thinking about it as like, right now I'm thinking about a way where they could just split it even. Like, and so it doesn't matter what your tip is. And it just, you know, and they cut themselves in. Maybe. Yeah. I just think that. It's probably illegal and it's probably, but I know it's happening. I just don't think that, I think a lot of owners just, I mean, how many times, we've had stories on this show of places where 
you don't even get your cash tips. People have called in and said that you got to cut in the owner or something like that on your cash tips. So these credit card tips, I really think they go into the ether. It's the Instacart had a thing about their tips yep. that was like, I don't remember what it was, but there was a thing going on where like either you only get your tips and you don't get paid or you get paid and you don't get your tips. I don't remember how that works. I have a job hypothetical. I don't want to elbow out the last caller, but if we have time, I have something uh, hypothetical. Well, let's get this. Go for it. No, let's get this last call in. Oh, I thought he already, oh, he already left, didn't he? I'm sorry. I'm, a, I'm in outer space over here. Yeah. Already, last call? Yeah. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, hey guys, it's Bobby. You're kind of your chronic last caller. What's up, Bobby? How's it going? Hey, not too bad. I'm hanging in there. How about you? I'm okay. I'm, I'm about to be off work for the night and then back <laughs> in tomorrow. And then, so, but yeah, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'm clopening. Hey, so I just have a... Uh, this one isn't as funny for a work story, but it's still a story nonetheless. I like stories. You know, they don't all have to be comedy. Story. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think for the past two weeks, I've been opening like an hour late. Um, I, I'm just set to open up the store and like some other guy's supposed to come in earlier than I am. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's been no big deal. But, um, I mean, this guy's like chronically late for everything. So, like, I already know I'm pretty much opening the store and doing everything. <laughs> I love you that know. guy though. I love, and I know you probably hate it because like, because it, it affects you, but late guy, I mean, just late guy cracks me up. I love it. I just think it's a guy that comes in and is 15 minutes late every day. And then my favorite thing that happens, here's something I think is great <laughs> is when somebody comes in late. 15, 20 minutes every single day. And then they get fired and they get so mad about it. And they are like screaming at the boss. Like, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm late. Right. We've been, we had this situation. Here. That's my favorite kind of late guy. I show up 15 minutes late and then I go to work. <laughs> What's the problem? Yeah. I mean, they really <laughs> fucked us at, at insight at the cable company. Them motherfuckers were like, you're late. If you're not leaving the shop by 8.15 and you get there at 8. And if you're not leaving the shop by 8.15, you're late. But you had to go to the warehouse and get cable box. You had to get all of your, like, your cable boxes or your tools for the day and shit like that. So you were late unless you came to work 15, 20 minutes early. You are were... you are you getting paid? No. When you come in early and get all that stuff together, you're not on the clock? No, because you don't clock in. Fuck that. There's no nope. time clock mm -mm. there. So you just yeah. go in. Oh. And they pay you for the hours you're supposed to work. You know, you work, a, uh, you know, like I said, I was working 10 to 6. I got paid for 10 to 6 every day. But I had to be there at 9.40, 9.45, sometimes 9.30. It just depended on the day, but you you were late every time. <laughs> but I love um, late yeah, guys. So like I, 
yeah, like he's, I, and you know, I, I let him go a lot because he had taught me a lot, like about the store and how it's ran and stuff. So like, it's usually fine. I mean, he showed up three hours late this past Saturday, but it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> I mean, that three hours late seems like a call off. Yeah. yeah. You know, you might just call off. Like, was, how do you show up three hours? How does that even happen? It, it rules though. And it's it's very funny because he lives across the street from our store, so I don't know what he gets up to. But like, I don't know what's going on. what did he tell you? I, I gotta ask. What did he tell you when he was three hours late? When he was three hours late, what did did he come in and do? Like, oh man, you ain't gonna believe. You're not gonna believe this. All your Somebody excuses are gone. Smashed my phone or something. You, you can't you can't say traffic. You can't say my car wouldn't start. Yes. No, oh, I, I had to turn around. I forgot my wallet. None of that shit works. Well, his newest thing is that he's trying to start a business. So like, all his excuses are based on that. <laughs> so he's late because he was like filling out his LLC papers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, me and this other guy were talking about getting the account set up and like all this. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, I was at the bank doing business. Like he he comes into you because you're like a cashier. (laughs) You're at a liquor store, right? Yeah, exactly. So he comes in because you're a cashier at a liquor store, and he thinks you don't know shit. And he's just like, I was filling out the LLC forms. It's a limited liability corporation. That can take upwards of four hours. And I thought, I go into the damn bank. I love it when they when they get real detail. We're like, I go into the, the damn bank, and I have to fill this out today, or my business is going to go under. So I get to the bank. The loan officer tells me, we don't have your LLC papers. You know, like, just, just where it gets like this. I, I love I I did that. I mean, the best way to be two hours late to work is to really, like, that, being two hours late to work is you got to sit down and you have to really weave a tape. Yeah, perform. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to know the day before you're going to be three hours late that you're going to have to tell a tale. And you just have to be like, look, uh, you know. It just you go into it. and plus the the move you make really is you tell a tale number one number two you make it like gross sometimes gross works but other times personal very yep. personal yeah. gross uh yeah. diarrhea is a big one yeah that's kind of unimpeachable yeah okay like, hey, i had the runs nobody's really gonna oh, absolutely Nobody's gonna say, "Well, I, how bad was that diarrhea?" They they don't want to know. It's just like, eh, whatever. For me, it's for me. Yeah, it was because I'm so ashamed of my doo doos and stuff. <laughs> for me, it was always like a really personal thing where it was just like, "Oh, he wouldn't lie to us if he's telling this personal story." You know, me and my girlfriend got in a fight. She was yelling at me. She started throwing my stuff out. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, and like. I knew this guy, he was the king of leaving work early or getting off. This dude would come to work, he would stay for about an hour, and then he would he would get up, go to the phone in the break room or whatever, like he had an emergency, 
And then he would come back. Is this this at the call center? He'd sit down at his desk at the call center and he would just start crying. And like they sent him home every time. He was, it didn't matter how busy the call center was that day. This dude would just get off work. And he did it a couple times, like a couple times every, like it would be once a month, once or, or once every two months, you know? And he would just. I just, I fucking was in awe of him. I would, I, he used to tell me, he's like, dude, all you got to do is cry. And they, they aren't going to, I mean, they, they want you out of there. I mean, there it makes everyone like, uncomfortable immediately. Yep. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're supposed to have care and yeah. concern for this person, but, <laughs> but we want them to work. Yeah. I, but I also would have to hear why he's crying yeah now they're gonna tell me and like i'm gonna have to pat him on the back and comfort them it's like buddy you go home and get yourself together i worked with a new father and he didn't cry but at least once a week we would be at work and about three hours into the shift the phone would ring like oh hey it's for you Uh uh-huh uh-huh yep i gotta go it's my kid i yeah, I did one. that a lot too. I did a lot of say, hey, you know, something crazy's happening. I gotta go get my kid from daycare. Right. You can't because I would just they can't tell you you can't go get your kid. Yeah, either. That's that was near the end of my job when I would just use my kid all the time. I never pulled off crying at work. But if you're a listener to this show and uh, you want to cry, you should cry. You, I mean, that's almost as good as Brett's method for getting out of work uh rubbing your eye yes i think that's a king level <laughs> brett would rub his eye until it turned pink and then tell him he thinks he has pink eye. <laughs> yeah, that's a mandatory one they got us in home yeah <laughs> yeah they do yeah they do Did, so he uh, okay uh uh i i forget where we were now now that i i'm telling stories uh <laughs> this guy showed up. Well, I mean, the three hours late to set on Saturday wasn't like that. That was just sort of an aside, just to show how just chronically late he is. I mean, he also like our delivery days are on Wednesday and Thursday, and like he looked out the window and texted me, "Hey, the deliveries are here. I'm going back to sleep." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be nice to live across like, was, the street and see how busy it is before you go to work. Well, but then he'll also text me. He goes, "Hey, are you busy?" And it, like, I mean, we're not getting slammed, but like, you could see the cars in the parking lot, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I love. I, I, I mean, if I lived across the street from where I work, because I remember there were days when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese where, like, I would pull up to work, and then I would see the parking lot. And then I would go to a payphone and call in sick. <laughs> it's just like, no, no, uh-uh, not today. No way. <laughs> if there were cars all the way around the building in like the annex parking lot. It was just like, yeah, I'm not going in. Because uh, that that's... <laughs> Whenever you're a guy that does like... Whenever you're a person that works for customers, if you see a full parking lot, that's not good. I mean, the owner loves it. And if you think the company's going out of business and you have a few busy days, you're like, woo, okay, that's fine. And I've talked to a lot of people in the past who have said that, like, 
they would rather be busy mm-hmm. than dead. Uh, for me, oh, I was yeah. always the opposite. I would just rather be dead than busy. I I fuck around when when you're dead. I can always find some shit to do if it's dead. Trust me. I worked at KFC in high school, and one night I got sent home because we were dead. And as I was pulling out of the parking lot, two school buses pulled in. <laughs> I yanked my head <laughs> like some field trip or uh, a football team or something. And I wasn't even on the highway yet. Like four minutes later, I got a call and I was just like, eh, turn the phone off. You got to step on it. Yeah. You yep. gotta, hey, step on it. I'm fucking out of here. Like the yeah. last guy on the lifeboat. Yeah, I've Everyone seen a else. lot of people. <laughs> I, I've seen that shit happen a lot, too, where you get cut and then... I, I would get cut sometimes and then they would call and ask if I could come back. And they would, they, at McDonald's, they would fucking call and ask if you can come back. And then you know what they would fucking say to you? Well, technically you're scheduled, so you kind of got to come back. And it's just like, that's not part of the fucking nope. deal. No, that's not how it works. If you get cut, you're cut. Ugh, I hate bosses. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we're uh, still lucky at the store that I work at. Like, there's a few other stores, so it's like, you know, if we have a slow day or if we, you know, if it's not, if it's not busy, they don't really care. Like, we don't really get shit for it, so it's kind of nice. Yeah, do you get to, like, fuck around, though, when you're not busy? That's always, for me, I'm very big on, like, when I worked at the call center, there was this guy we used, me and my buddy used to fuck with all the time. I know you shouldn't do that at a real adult person job, but <laughs> we, we did. And we, were, we were all kind of fucking around with each other. You know what I mean? Sure. Like we would prank each other and me and my buddy sat at our desk and we took post-it notes because they used to give us post-it notes as like a gift. Ooh. With the company logo on it, it, Perks. Would, it would be called Tech Communications, and it would have a... Uh, Who would ever leave? Oh, I know. It was great. Uh, uh, but we took... We each had a, a roll of them, and we used them together, and we, we turned them into, like, cylinders, and then we telescoped. You stuck them in each one, and, like, we made a stick that reached over like four rows and started poking this guy that we used to fuck with with this stick. I got in a lot of trouble for that one. They were like, come on, this is where adults work. And it's just like 122. So, you know, I I don't plan to act like an adult. Okay. (laughs) And cool it. Yeah. Come on. I still got a few more years here. (laughs) Whenever I'm on phone, like, Whenever I'm on the line with a customer service type of call, like if somebody's like at a call center, I just assume that that person is, you know, playing their Nintendo Switch and talking to me on a headset or... I mean, it's weird because like the the thing about a call center is, is that it is geared toward you being busy. So their goal is to make sure that a call is coming in as soon as another call hangs up. And it will do anything to get there. So it's called availability. When 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 you're in the industry, ah uh, yes, you okay. uh, sit. It's called available. Like there's different like uh, statuses that you can be in on the program. One of them is available. One of them's in a call. One of them's on lunch. One of them's on break. And then there's logged off. And uh, they do not want you sitting available at all. 
They never want that available to be up. They want there to be a queue. So ideally, there's people waiting. That's why you're on hold every time. They want you on hold so that so that like there are people that are working there aren't sure shit fucking around and surfing the internet. The other fucking shitty thing about it is a lot of them block the internet. And only let you read intranet stuff. I mean, the place I worked at didn't uh, block the internet. But I've talked to other people who work at call centers who told me that the whole internet was was blocked out. And uh, that you you couldn't, that you absolutely couldn't, like, surf anything. Yeah. And this was pre-phones. So it was like you can read the employee handbook or like the inter-office message board. You can jump on the instant message and do some cyber sexing. It, it, it makes it hard to not do work and goof around without the internet, but I, I think I could still find a way. Yeah, was, there's plenty of stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we play paper football a lot. Uh, That's fun. And just come up with little different games, you know? You come up with a fun little different game for each other. And uh, that's always fun, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff you can do at work if you're fucking around. I mean, it, the cable company it was real fucked because it was like they didn't have GPS, so instead of doing fun shit when I didn't have any work to do, I just went home and slept. Perfect. Well, <laughs> thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Have a good night, Bobby. Bobby. You too. Peace. <laughs> all right that is street fight calling show did you have something you wanted to share josh oh right so anheuser-busch the the big beer plant in town i saw that they have jobs weekender gigs so it's only two eight-hour shifts but it's 33 dollars an hour okay so i was like what you know if you had to choose like it would be roughly the same amount of money I'm making now, like with a five day a week job. And I was just, you know, if you had to pick one of those, like, would you rather give up your weekend and just have a five day weekend your whole life? But it was during the week or would you rather, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you were nine to five every Saturday and Sunday. I'd go for it, man. Yeah. Two days a week is the shit. Well, and also there's the possibility that you could like get your five day a week, five day a week job too. That right. Like I, I don't want to say what company I work at now. I'm a teamster that narrows it down a lot, but they're also the beer guys. I think that they're also teamsters. And I'm wondering like, you know, if you get your foot in the door, if you're working Saturday and Sunday long enough and a spot opens up, for the rest of the week, but I just, I have no way, and unless you take that job, there's really no way to figure out like what the time frame of that would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just 16 hours a week. I don't really think you need the weekends off to be a happy person. Sure. I think that it helps, but think about this. Most people that are like single or whatever, mm -hmm. when that go out to bars to meet people and shit like that. Right. That's Thursday night. Thirsty Thursday is sure. when people go out. And Friday. I mean, obviously you'd have to be at work the next day. But I think I think you can still party a decent amount. You'll probably meet 
You'll probably meet people that just work the weekends there, too, that are trying to get their foot in the door. Sure. And I also think that you will move up. You will have the chance when, over time to, to get back. And if you really, if you need money, you could do something like on Wednesday. Right. Wednesday and Thursday every week and work four days a week. But four is better than five. My feelings me. on it change every single day. I've been thinking about this job a lot. And when I'm home and it's noon and I've taken a shower and I've had something to eat, I'm rested. I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just, I could do both. But then on the flip side of that, like when I have 30 minutes left at work and I'm sweaty and exhausted, I'm like, there's no way. I want the time off. So when I'm at work, my eyes are bigger than my stomach, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, I think, oh, yeah, I could do this. And then when I'm actually at my job, I think, no, fuck that. I, I wouldn't be able to do both. Well, knowing what you do, it's a tough job, what you do. Right. Like, way fucking harder. It's exhausting. Yeah. So. Sorry, I got apples. Yeah. I'm dying. I have a uh, dystopia. Dis phonia or something when i hear people eat it dry it like makes my fucking head explode i try not to share it or make people feel bad but i'm hearing you eat was really about as bad as the meat video oh really no no just che chew the apple chewing doesn't bug me when people bite their fork oh yes i want to blow my brains out yeah oh, guys i'll scrape spoon scraping your teeth on a spoon every and it's time. it's like when you think about breathing and you have to do it manually mm -hmm. once it's in your head when i hear someone bite their fork it is the only thing in the universe that's the only thing i can hear that's the yeah. only thing i can think about like people will do it and i don't think i catch it and i can just be normal but once i hear someone do it once it's just like i'm just looking at your fork every time it's, it's my whole life just imagining moment. enamel just flaking Ugh. off <laughs> yeah <laughs> with every scrape i fucking scratched my i didn't scratch oh my it God. go ahead I smashed my teeth on my mic the other day, but the mic is metal, and for two days I felt it. Like the gross feeling when you touch it's metal. scraped, yeah. Yeah, it was the worst feeling. It was two days of it. Uh, and it was two days where I'd be out walking and I'd go like this. Remember when you hit the, teeth? <laughs> <laughs> hit the mic with your teeth? And then I would get all gnarled out by it. All right. Well, that's Street Fight Radio. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. We won't be here, actually, at all doing live stream. Uh, wait, are we? Yeah, we're doing live stream this week. Never mind. Wednesday we'll be here, but after that, you won't see us for three weeks because we're making a TV show. Yeah, Nick's coming down to film the show. Um, I'll try to keep all y'all updated, so stay paying attention to all of the social media stuff. Yeah, me and Brett will... Me and Brett will... Uh, uh, Maybe we'll stream a little bit and stuff while we're filming because he says there's going to be a lot of downtime. Yeah. So me and Brad will try to get on and stream and let everybody know what we're up to. But like, yeah, we're not going to be doing new shows. But your feed will at least have two shows a week. There will be a Patreon show and another show. So you'll still have content. Yeah, and you've got some good Patreon shows coming up too. Oh yeah, you got Holy Boys, then Buttfest 2000, and then me and Chris are recording a Shocktober, 
And uh, for people who are into Shocktober, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to do the Greg Shells video and uh, <laughs> Opie's response oh to the Greg Shells video. And, um, you know, people have been asking for it for two years. And uh, I cut the audio finally, so I'm ready to do it. Give these guys your money if you don't already. The Head O'Brien, that's a lot of fun. Their Patreon feed. It's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. Yeah, and we're gonna send it all, we're gonna spend it all on 50% tips and $90 tank tops. So <laughs> see you on Wednesday. Peace. Good night.